a booty. What's up, you ignorant donkeys? <laughs> it's oh, uh, what's the business, y'all? It's your boy Jester Nine Five Four back on the podcast. Back home where he belongs. God damn it! Uh, yes, and I'm here as always. Uh, you're listening to Nerds, where you can find us at uh, facebookcom forward slash Nerds the podcast, and you can keep that naming through Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Well, no, Instagram's Nerd Podcast. I always fuck that up, but I meant Gmail. Uh, but yeah, we're here. And, uh, you know, the fucking world's falling apart, but we still got each other. Yeah, pretty much. Jesse and I still do this for a couple hours every week and talk on the phone multiple times a week into the night. And then we, we do the, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> oh, God, I remember that thing. <laughs> God. I remember that stupid freaking crap. That you... shit when you'd be like on the phone with your like middle school girlfriend or some shit or high school girlfriend, like on the phone till odd hours of the night, like sleeping on the phone like let's just sleep on the phone together it's like shut up yeah do you remember when hang up do you remember when those fucking phone calls meant literally everything like you lived for that shit like yeah it was i I did a lot you'd get like those butterflies and everything and it's like now like (laughs) i mean i'm married you know kelsey comes home we say hi usually we watch some tv together you know whatever and then we do our own shit and it's like okay bye (laughs) And yeah, I I spent a lot a lot of time uh, on the phone throughout middle school and high school. Um, oddly enough, with like girls, like I was I was always the type that could like befriend people and talk to them. So like uh, I never got girls, but like if I had a class and I sat near like a pretty girl, like eventually they'd like be like, oh, he's a normal person, and like they gave me the phone number and i i was i was the loser who would be like on the phone with them for like 4 hours every night and then i'd have to hear about them getting like finger banged on the on the bus going to the freaking uh uh field trips and shit like i was always like the friend like the loser friend that they would get all the male attention from and i was like the, like the rational like good guy and then i would have to hear all the, like you know i never get the girl but i did a lot of that like staying up late at night talking on the phone with girls and shit i had one girlfriend in high school well technically two but one girl i she cried i didn't want to i didn't like her like i wasn't into her i I had just met her and i didn't know her you know and i wasn't into her and she was like i was at a party and she was like coming on real strong i was in ninth grade i had long hair still i still had my like almost shoulder length hair parted down the middle fucking in my face you know like not a try i was greasy and gross you know yeah you were grungy i was a grunge but uh I was at a party and this random girl was there and she like for some reason wanted to date me really bad and I was like no I mean I'm I'm good like I don't know you you know um <laughs> you know you seem really nice but like I'm not interested and she started crying and I'm like but my friend Charles is really cool he's over there he's very nice he's almost the exact same person as me just taller and you know kind of buff like he'll go go crazy and she's like I don't wanna. And so she cried, and I was like, I mean, I should go back to this party because we were like in a room, you know? She's like, I'll yeah. have sex with you. And I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> I guess I could have a girlfriend. <laughs> I was in ninth grade, you know? and But I was terrified, terrified. But like, you know, like I was really scared because I didn't know how to have sex. I was in ninth grade, you know? Like I had played with boobs once or twice, and, you know, that was about the extent of my sexual experience. 
And I watched a lot of porn, though, so I like, wanted to be good at it. So I was really scared I wasn't going to be good at it. I knew I had like a ninth grade dick, you know? <laughs> I was like, this is like, <laughs> this is not optimal, you know? I don't want to be someone's like joke later, you know? But I wanted to have sex because I was also a horny fucking ninth grader, you know, what, 14, yeah. 15? And so I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess I could have a girlfriend. And then instead, she just didn't have, we didn't have sex or anything. And so like, we we like made out for a little bit and then she gave me like a giant hickey and I was so mad that I was like, the next morning, like we all slept at this party, you know, it wasn't like we slept in a room together, like everybody was there, right? I remember this, you went on a, a walk on the beach. No, 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 that was a different, that's a different one. But oh shit, this, this girl just gave me a hickey and then the next morning I saw it and I was like, motherfucker, I'm gonna have to explain this shit. Who my mom didn't care, you know, like she wasn't really a mom, but I knew I was gonna have to fucking explain it because it was just there, and I was so yeah. Pissed. But your mom was down though, dude. Well, she she still made fun of me for it and asked me about it, <laughs> but I was like, I gotta break up with this girl, <laughs> like immediately. I was like, I never liked her in the first place, and like I don't want to be her boyfriend. I just you know I thought we were gonna have some sex, and then maybe that would be cool, and maybe we'd find something together there. But we don't have anything, you know. I don't know her. And so then I had to figure out a way to dump her, and I just did it in the hallway in school so that there oh, was God, people around. I was like, I forget what I did, but I like I was mean about it too. But I think I did it over the hickey, and I was just like, you know, my mom was really pissed. You know, I kind of used that. And then, yeah, you're just a little bitch, bro. Yeah, it's okay though. No, that's alright. When well, we're young, we're scared and shit. I mean, by then I was accepting of, I wasn't chickening out of some titties, dude. What's wrong with you? Well, no, I mean, I I was scared well, of scared. sex. I wasn't scared of tits. I loved everything. I wanted to see all of it and do all of it. I just was scared, you know? But, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. But then I had my, my actual high school girlfriend the next year, and, you know, I, I dated her for, like, almost all of high school after that. Um, but, I mean, I, no one, I, I, like, a lot of my friends would have multiple girlfriends and, like, you know, have all these girls, but I had just friends <laughs> that I would talk, like, we would have three ways on the phone, you know? It would be like my friend, oh, his girlfriend, the, uh, and me. Uh, three-way calling. <laughs> yeah, and we would just be talking for like five hours while I was playing video games. He was playing video games, and she was playing video games. You know, we would all just fucking hang out. Um, But I remember those days, man. I remember it was mostly like middle school where that kind of shit was really like those phone calls. You're like, oh, my God, we talked for two hours. Oh, my God, you know, it's so magical. And you make up all these fucking scenarios in your mind you know like oh man she probably is in love with me because i'm in love with her you know it's just the butterflies and all that bullshit it's like it's a fucking phone call like hang it up and go hang out like get out of your fucking house man well when you're a kid sometimes you can't like i, I couldn't really get to kids when i was a kid oh man i um, rode the bus i rode the tri-rail i did whatever uh i mean i remember man i remember it started the first time that happened was the end of elementary school, uh, it it was, it was so bizarre because I was like a I was like a nerd in high, in elementary school. I was I've I was always kind of a nerd through school, but I was never like truly truly bullied. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of friends with like ever. I was never like in a clique. I was never like a nerd or I was never a jock. But I was never like you're the nerd or you're the grungy. I was kind of like amorphous. I could go through everyone. And mostly people like I was never cool, so obviously cool kids and shit made fun of me. But I remember elementary school, 
ended. This is kind of a fun. I'm, I'm, if I've told this story, it must be over five years. It's the story of my very first kiss that goes into a weird summer of this phone shit. So there was these this one girl. Let's say these two girls in elementary school. I won't say their names because they're people. Um, and well, Lauren and Allison, and they were like two pretty girls in school and like pretty and popular if you went as much as you can be in fifth fucking grade um <laughs> and uh they're like super pretty whatever and i was like this nerdy kid and then uh fast forward to the end of the year and at the end of the fifth grade year there was like the the fifth grade blowout was like uh everyone's going to skate and putt skate and putt. oh man is, skate and putt dude <laughs> yeah skate and putt eventually turned into uh kabooms and what it was it was an indoor skating rink arcade and indoor mini golf and the mini golf was eventually turned into laser tag and it was in our city actually the, right next door to it was a place called the chocolate moose music cafe which is the first stage i ever went on and i ended up performing at that place for years five years maybe um, before they eventually like just traded businesses so many times. Um, I played that stage hundred, literally hundreds of times. But we go to skate and putt for the fifth grade blowout, and I remember I'm in the arcade. It's 1996, I believe. No, it's 1995. Summer of 95. School's ending. Uh, it's like the it's not the last day of school, but it's like the last week of school, and uh, everyone's in there. I'm in the I'm wearing roller skates, but I'm in the arcade, and I don't remember what game I'm playing. I think I was playing like Virtua Fighter or like Tekken or some shit. I'm at an arcade cabinet by myself and this cool kid comes up to me, one of the cool kids. I remember there was like two Dannys and a David. And uh, this kid Danny comes up to me and he goes, Jesse, you want to play Truth or Dare with us? And I was like, what? Because I've never played with the cool kids before. Like I was just this nerdy kid. and I'm like, sure. So he takes me over to the circle. It's three girls. One's Allison, one's Lindsay, and one is Lauren. Lindsay's another one. I, I had a crush on her. But And then there's then there's Danny, Danny, and David. And uh, so I walk up with – his name's David. And he goes, hey, guys, I got him. And uh, they're all in a circle. And then as we walk up to the circle of truth or dare, I'm like, I'm being accepted. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then we walk up to the circle, and he goes, okay, 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 okay. Lauren, I dare you to kiss Jesse. And then everyone starts laughing, like rolling. And she's like, no. And she starts like crying almost. Like, oh, oh like no. I was the I was the prank. Uh. Like, what how bad can we make this dare? <laughs> you have to kiss Jesse. And he's such low you know, low value yeah. that you're now embar- being embarrassed. So, but yo, good on her. She makes, she does it. We just have a little, little quick pop kiss on the mouth, and then that's it. They dismiss me, right? So I remember they dismiss me. I skate over to the bent to the tables by the pizza stuff, and I sit down for what seemed like an eternity, but I'm sure it was like five minutes. And I remember just the overwhelming swell of butterflies and nausea from like just kissing a girl for the first time, and albeit it's the prettiest girl in school. Like quintessential ideal of beauty, pretty white, blonde, blue eyes, thin, like, you know, like whatever. And uh, I can't believe it, whatever, it's done, whatever. And then we go to school. I think it was a Friday. And then like the last day of school was like a Tuesday or some shit. So the weekend passes. 
we all get our yearbooks and everyone's signing their yearbook and then she comes up and she wants to sign my yearbook and she puts her fucking phone number in it. Whoa, dude. <laughs> so I, uh, at this point, I had moved to a different school zoning. Like I would have gone to this school, but I moved four miles away, which means now instead of going to Seminole Middle, now I'm going to go to Plantation Middle. So I was not going to see any of the kids that I went to elementary school I went to elementary school and I would have gone with all of my classmates to the new school, which is, which is, was across the street from my old school, my elementary school. So I'm in a new school zone, whatever. I, I call her number and she and the girl, Allison, remember we're, we're just post fifth graders, pre sixth graders. And we would spend like seven hours a day on the fucking phone for like the whole summer. It was fucking bonkers. It was so funny. Um, and then I never saw her again. And then by the time we got to high school, I heard legends about her. She had become like this ultimate, like slutty girl, you know, in high school, you know, when kids do that and kids kind of like pick a lane and there's like the, 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 the jocks who like, you know, like all the girls and the girls who are like the nerds. But then, so she ended up becoming like this legendary, like, I can't think of a word that fucking won't shame somebody uh back in the day before slut shaming basically like she became so i i remember i would tell people like she was my first kiss and they wouldn't believe me They're like you can't fuck with that she's high level she's like a platinum medal and i was like we were kids dude but i always thought that was funny that my first kiss was literally uh i was used as a tool to dehumanize somebody by having to interact with me that's a good one my first Welcome kiss was my- uh <laughs> truth or dare too it was at a fucking pig roast my dad took me to in the middle of central florida somewhere <laughs> And there was like, he was like, hey, there's kids your age. And I'm like, oh my God, I had long, you know, again, I was like 12. I had long hair. I was like fucking hated the world, you know, I was like, I don't want to fucking hang out with them. And then I got dared to kiss some girl for 30 seconds. Whoa. I was really scared too. What? That's pretty nuts. I've always had, I've always, what's that? Are you recording? Because last time we we missed like 10 minutes. No, we're at 15 minutes. Um, Yeah, I was, I mean, I've always had anxieties because i want to be good at everything <laughs> yeah i'm like eh. kissing i need to be the best kisser there ever was um but anyways yeah Practice, this is a bro. show about video games um yeah this is about video games God, uh, though, childhood trauma that's a motherfucker to have to hear people <laughs> use you as a joke and then you're like oh, great i feel good about myself <laughs> yeah because i remember i was like so do, can i go next and they're like no we're d- like you're done like they literally were like, "Oh no, no, you're not playing the game with us. Like you were part of a dare. Now be gone, be gone, peon." And I was like, I didn't even care. I just went and sat down and like I I remember like the butterflies just being so overwhelming because I'd never felt it. Also because it's it was it came out of nowhere. Like literally a hundred seconds prior to that moment, I was like playing Tekken. Or some shit, or Ninja Turtle. I was playing an arcade cabinet. I remember playing Virtual Fighter One at Calder Racecourse, uh, this horse racing track uh, down here. My uncle, you know, classic uncle who's babysitting, takes ten year old kid to <laughs> racetrack and goes like, "Here's ten bucks. Go to the arcade while I gamble." But I did see the Gin Blossoms there. What's Wait, that? Gin Blossoms? No, what's the, who's the ones that did? If you want to buy me flowers. <laughs> Those guys. Just go ahead now. Yeah. Oh man. Um uh, 
That was a uh, 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 oh, Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. That's what Dude, I saw when live there. That came out. That was the jam. I was in third grade. <laughs> yeah, it was like. And, Dude, that was that was like one of my first like real jams as a kid where I was like, yo, like, have you seen those? Those it's a meme of somebody like calling a cat and he's going like and the cat's like this motherfucker spit. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that was like my first time when I heard. I was like, yo, this motherfucker spitting right now. Do I like scat? Remember when that song came out? The fucking Scat Man. Yeah, Scat Man. Yeah, there's a guy in my neighborhood. I know this is a show about games, but whatever. There's a guy in my neighborhood uh, who looks like the Scat Man. Because, uh, like, I mean, it's just like an older white dude with a mustache. Uh, but there's actually a funny story. That's the only thing that relates to it. Now I'm going on, uh, freaking off the rails on this guy. Um, I eventually found his name out because a couple years ago I stopped and asked him because uh, we had seen this guy ever since I was a kid. So maybe ever since like 1995 or six, when we would be outside in the evenings, we would always notice this older white man walking with a with a cane, but he would hold it like in the middle of the cane. And he was like, not power walking, but walking with a pretty strong stride. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, definitely doesn't need the cane. But he had like this really strong walk, and every day he walks, bro. I saw him last night, and every time I drive by him, I go James, or I go walking man, because we had this, we had this legend. I made up this legend. I was like, yo, there's the walking man again, and I was like, yo, I bet you, he walks around because he walks around in the middle of the fucking night. Like it'll be, and I know where he lives too. He lives in my neighborhood, and it'll be like ten thirty, eleven thirty, midnight, and he's just footing the street by himself he's probably my height five seven ish maybe a little shorter because he's hunched over he's older and uh but he still has this really strong walk and he still holds his cane but he holds it it's maybe a three foot cane holds it in the middle and i was like yo i bet you he walks around uh hoping somebody will fuck with him because i don't live like in the hood but i'm hood adjacent so like on the raw you can be outside sometimes you can catch yourself catch yourself walking across the wrong person if it's really late you know that's almost anywhere yeah. even if you're in like some of these really rich neighborhoods dude goons don't give a fuck they walk around they travel and they walk around anywhere so i would be like yo, i bet you he walks around hoping that like a little group of like ruffians will fuck with him and i bet you he could fight like batman and he uses that cane to fuck people nah, bro, up. the tip of that cane comes out it's a sword yeah so i'm like so i made up this legend i'm like the walking man and a couple of years ago I'd seen him walking and I I did it I passed him and it was late. It was like eleven thirty. I passed him, I did a U-turn and I pulled up next to him and I, and I like made sure like, hey, hi, hi, just I didn't want to freak him out. Cause it's late and a car's pulling up next to you. And I was like, excuse me, I live on this street, I've seen you for years, and I told him, I'm like, yo, ever since we were kids, we thought you were like a superhero. We call you the walking man and we make this legend. And like he laughed, and I was like, "What's your name?" And he was like, "My name's James." And I was like, "Oh, cool." So now when I see him, I'm like, "Walking man," and it's kind of fun. He's like a little neighborhood legend, that, and it's pretty funny. It has to do with nothing, <laughs> but well, I mean, there's nothing going man. on, anyways. We're all stuck indoors. Yeah. The world's falling apart. Uh, it's it's a dark time. We're in the dark timeline, man. Yeah, we're in the dark timeline. It line. is a little bit weird. You see that? Um, you see that 
uh, what's it called? Black Mirror. Black Mirror season six poster. No, is it just you're it's, living it? It's uh, it's like it was a poster at a bus stop, and it's uh, it says uh, Black Mirror season six starring you, and it's just a mirror. Damn. <laughs> yeah, they it's said. Like I think. Dude. I think the creator of Black Mirror said something like, "I'm not making Black Mirror until the world's in a place where it's not." Or it's still fictional or whatever, you know, like oh it's uh, too real. Yeah, I think what it it might be, maybe I'm uh, what it sounded like was I think he has season six. I think it's done, and he's like, I can't release this right now because it's too dark. So he's like, right now isn't a Got time it. to drop this. So I think season six either written or like done or was being shot, and he's like, I'm postponing it. Like you know the term indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. People think it means forever, but it just means no. It just means I don't have a time. To, but you don't have a time. Yeah. So basically, he thinks like it's not a good time to drop this, which makes me think, what the? How dark is it? Because mm-hmm. a good thing I noticed that I didn't finish season five yet. I watched the Miley Cyrus episode. I thought was wonderful. Did you see the Miley Cyrus episode? No, I haven't. Uh, of season five, I only saw the Star Trek one. I believe. I don't know we did, we already went over that. Star Trek was like season two or three. No, I think that's four then, because it was a newer one when and I watched it. Was four, it. but five is like Striking Vipers, Miley Cyrus, and then I I don't know what else. The Miley Cyrus episode was dope. I mean, I also am like I do like Miley Cyrus. I'm not really, I don't hate her music, but I don't really like pop music. But I think I think she's pretty cool. She's kind of a fucking psycho. She's really weird with all her. When she went off on all that, like, you know, she turned 18 and everything was like nudity, sex, weed. Uh, Pretty strange, but I do like, I don't hate her. I think she's definitely really talented and she's definitely like got like X Factor shit. But she did a killer job on that episode. It's actually yeah, I think I think she did what every child star does, which is like try to go as far away from what they were forced to be because that you know the roles they played like they were on disney so a lot of these a lot of those kids they're like stuck in that you know they like their money relies on that so then they can't like be themselves so then you kind of overcorrect you know and i think she just went like i'm gonna be crazy for a bit you know i'm gonna shave my head and you know cut my hair and fucking have my ass cheeks out you know whatever it's like i'm fucking yeah. free like i'm not uh hannah montana anymore I just yeah, saw a funny um, picture uh, earlier today, by the way, that just made me think of it. <laughs> Kendall Jenner put a picture of her holding a sign, you know, a Black Lives Matter sign. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw it. Then the, you see the shadow. She doesn't have a fucking sign in her hands. So she photoshopped the sign into her hands. It's like, God, the, like, you know, you're a fucking Kardashian, so your whole life is fake. Like, everything is scripted and you're not a real, you're not actually alive. But that's yeah, fucking I mean, funny. <laughs> like that's. I hate, I hate to rain on the thing but unfortunately due to internet uh so somebody shopped that to make it look like she did that i believe mm. so it's it's a shop like oh, man well they got me dude there's there's a lot of meta shopping going on so there's a lot of people that are like it, you wouldn't want to see my list of subreddits just it's all my subreddits i don't sub i don't subscribe to a subreddit unless it's it's like disappointing or i don't like happy shit so like everything is like cringe or cringetopia or, um, man, whoever did know, this though they like went out of their way because there's other people's yeah, cause feet. Yeah, because it, it makes like, her look really the bad. The shadow, I'm looking at it right now. The shadow should be hitting these people's feet, like the way that it's all there. But that's funny. It got me. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I saw another I saw one on Reddit, and somebody was like, "Bummer, this is something that she definitely would do, probably." But turns out this was a shop. So, like, what a, a lot of sometimes people do as well is they'll take like a picture of like you know some influencer or like some vain person, and then they will do like an obvious like boob enlargement or like waist thinning that makes the background stretch and you know what i'm talking about where it yeah, works yeah, yeah. the background yeah. oh and they'll say that, that the where... person posted it yeah so they'll like let's say you don't like you know let's say you don't like this one guy and you're like you know what let me take this picture of him flexing and let me make his biceps big and then let me post it anonymously and then call him out for shopping his own picture to make his biceps big by warping the background therefore i am meta shopping someone else's photo to make them look like they're bad so that's the problem that the internet that's what I'm mostly getting afraid of with the internet is like meta shopping. Well, dude, and stuff, deep and, fakes. And like deep fakes. Deep yeah, fakes fuck me up. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, well, deep fakes are gonna be I mean, there's gotta be a way. What sucks is we don't fuck with celluloid and shit. We don't fuck with film anymore. So nothing has a footprint or like a nothing is everything is a digital signal now. So and with things like I really don't understand how VPNs are things that are like, hey, buy this legal product that lets you hide your location. It's cool if you want to watch Australian Netflix, but aren't the idea of VPNs kind of weird? They're like, protect yourself from your government by hiding your location. It's like, fuck you. I have a paid paper trail to your VPN site that holds all of the info. So the more we get of the internet, kind of like the more worrying it is, because with like meta shopping, I don't know, I just made up that term meta shopping. I think it actually fits copyright trademark. Uh, it's kind of like a, a little bit dis, disheartening. It's a little bit sketchy where, man, it's going to suck, dude. It's going to suck when someone can just like take your face and put it on somebody like killing a dog, you know? And you see, you see the weird ones like in fucking Pornhub, where it'll just like show you like celebrity, and it's just uh, they just plastered someone's face on like a random person, and you're like, yeah, I've never that seen looks one. real. Yeah, I've, I've never seen one yet, because uh, I guess like I don't really, I I mean I do watch porn, but it's usually like once or twice a week for maybe two minutes. Like I feel bad about saying that uh, I have no sex drive. Um, it's just a utility, but I've never actually seen a deep fake porn where they're like, watch Emma Watson get railed by this kangaroo. I don't like see that, uh, but I can imagine. I remember the pictures when people would shop like, you know, ScarJo on some like naked lady. Uh, yeah, that must be, I, I guess, mortifying, especially if you're a girl, if you're a woman. But by now, everyone knows they're all f fakes. Just nobody cares. It's like, I don't care if it's fake. I want to see Emma Watson like in a porno and... I don't know how the deep fakes work when it comes to when the person turns their head around, it has to pop the picture back in. So you have that one moment of like pop in, but, uh, but yeah, photos. I don't know the whole, that whole meta shit with the internet. That's a little bit worrisome to me is, uh, how real things are going to look. And when is it, when is it not going to be traceable? Um, it kind of goes into, I guess maybe we have to, we can at least address, like there's a lot of like, civil unrest going on and uh what i've been seeing a lot of is a lot of doxing i'm not going to say for or or against uh a lot of people who are really progressive i see are just like screenshotting anyone who says anything against and i, and I get it so they're, they're finding people who they don't even know but who are posting like bad shit like you know just ins insensitive or bad shit but 
it's like lynch mob shit, you know, where they're like, uh, well, I'm not sure if that's a good term, mob shit, mob mentality shit, where they're just like doxing people over like comments and like, look, I screenshotted this comment. They, this person said something racist to me and like, then they go to their fucking, you know, 2000 followers and share it and they're like, go attack this person. Then you go to that person's page and you see it's like shut down. And I'm like, I believe you, this person probably said some fucked up shit, but like, if I really wanted to, I could just like trade a really shitty conversation with myself and just like connect your photo to the top. Like how can we verify if shit's like when the meta isn't there on the internet shit, it's getting a little weird with like, you know, posting a screenshot of somebody being insensitive, but it's like, I don't know. I I think until you become a victim of some kind of like character assassination attempts, you don't really understand um, how detrimental it could be. So that's kind of something that's kind of freaking me out is like, cause I've thought of like trolling. There's just one person that I know, uh, that I see really going after like, you know, injustice stuff. But I can also tell this person is like kind of like on the fringe side of shit. And I was thinking like, if, if I even do a troll, there's a chance this person is, is going to like implicate me and like get wrap me up in this doxing shit. So I can't even like joke. Uh, like you, like you said earlier, you were telling me about sometimes you like to troll stuff and, uh, I can understand the trolling, but you know, sometimes people don't, I don't know. Like you gotta be careful if you're, if you're going to troll like some like millennial person, you better watch out. Cause like they know how that, they know how the internet works and they'll fuck with you and they, they'll turn your troll into some real shit. Well, I mean, look, what we're seeing a lot of is, uh, kids doing really dumb things like really dumb things that they think is funny and they're you know they're getting fucked up because of it you know like they're getting kicked out of their schools and shit which it's man it's a fucking we're in the dark timeline uh yeah it is weird we're watching people die you know like it's like shit is crazy but yeah i don't know man i it's it's a weird one because it's like you know everybody does dumb things when they're young that doesn't mean it's okay you know what i mean it's like we have all said and done horrific stupid things you know like just everybody's done it you know we've all made someone feel like shit we've all said something horrible behind somebody's back or to their face you know what i mean and it's like it's hard because they're young and they have no frame of reference for the fucking world so they don't understand life you know you should know better obviously i mean I, I think I want to say something to that. They kind of do because they see the culture of uh, the Internet culture of once you put something out there, you don't get rid of it. Yeah. Now, when we were kids, that didn't exist. So there was no like when we were kids, when you took a picture, you just you said everyone you only had 20 pictures in the camera and the disposable camera. And then when you got your friends together, all right, everyone, we got one shot. You better hope you don't fucking blink. Because now we'll take 20 pictures of a, crew, a group of us to make sure we get a good one. Ah, Stacy blinked in that one. Do it again. Back then we used to go, all right, everybody, one, two, three, click. And then like you don't even see the picture for like a couple of weeks. So you go get it developed. And I can only imagine the embarrassing cringe type of shit I would have done with YouTube or TikTok or Instagram when I was in school. If I w- was in high school and I had Instagram – or YouTube, or Facebook, man, the embarrassing shit, you know, you see, like, kids, like, 
you know, middle school kid or high school, like ninth grade kid, like, I'm sorry, baby, please, like, you know, like, like begging their high school girlfriend to forgive them because I'm so sorry that I yell. Like, and it's like, dude, dude, you don't realize your friends are going to make fun of this when you're 40 and you, you met those friends when you were 38. You feel <laughs> that when you were 12. Like, you yeah. really got to be careful. And some of these kids, they know that when they put shit on the internet, it's not going away. I think I know what you're talking about. It's the kids doing the neon neck challenge. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's all of that shit. Just disgusting. It's not even kids. It's, like, adults, too. There's, well, yeah, it's, like, like adults, college like kids, that. adults. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, when, when you're an adult and you do that shit, you deserve whatever happens to you. Yeah, Find their done. job, fire them, job. lose everything. Like, fucking the dude who brought a bow and arrow to a protest tried to shoot someone and got his ass beat and his car burned and then went on the news and was like oh uh you know these two black guys attacked me and it's like mm, no you shot you fired mm-hmm. an arrow at someone and then a bunch of white kids beat you up and like then you go and lie about it it's like bro you live in a time you we're in the time where you can't lie anymore like everything's on video you know and good like i don't know it's whatever it's horrible uh just the world we live in is fucking disgusting and makes me yeah i mean not to get into any of it but i mean i would say at least you know i believe here at nerds the podcast we can at least take a take an opinion that you know we stand against like police brutality obviously things are terrible and that's definitely bad and that you know the injustices going on right now are it's the protesting and the un the civil unrest and the civil disobedience is definitely warranted because this is the time for civil disobedience. Civil disobedience doesn't mean burn the city down. Civil disobedience means, Oh, you have a curfew at eight. All right. 5,000 of us are going to hang out in city city square till fucking 11. And that's what civil unrest and civil disobedience is. It's fuck your laws. And not even to get into the whole damage thing, but like, you know, like that's another thing who, who knows it's the, the side effects do include, revolution and shit and whether or not you know you should attack only corporations or all businesses because insurance whatever but civil disobedience right now is a form of protest um having having the 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 city governments tell you when you are allowed to protest is the opposite of what protesting means yeah you're not supposed the the point of protesting is i'm not supposed to be doing this so don't tell me that i can protest all day but i got to go home at 5 p.m fuck you yeah, and I'll say for myself that I support Black Lives Matter, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think now is uh, the time that, you know, these, these, I mean, you know, not all of the civil unrest is great, and I, you know, I don't watch enough of everything to know, you know, all of what's going on, but I understand it, and you, you at a certain point, it's like, things don't change if, if people protest peacefully, clearly, you know what I mean? We've yeah, had that's not athletes protest. protesting and kneeling and all people do is shit on them and try to get them fired. And then it's like, now you want peaceful protest. But <laughs> when it was happening, you hated that person. You know, it's like, whatever. We don't have to get it too much into it. But, you know. No, yeah. You, I yeah, think you like said closing, it yeah, perfectly. Definitely, um, police brutality is never a good thing, obviously. Unless, Dude. you know, someone's murdering a baby. It should the, the the term police brutality doesn't come up if you if, if police stop somebody from murdering a fucking baby. So obviously that is wrong. Obviously we stand with Black Lives Matter because you know because all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. So that's what people who are getting that confused need to understand that. I get it. Some people think it's directed link. Some people are focusing too much on the specific language. And yes, civil unrest and civil disobedience is one thing, and then wanton destruction for the sake of destruction is not. And 
there is a blurred line there because part of revolution is kind of like destruction, but um, I don't know where I stand. On th- I mean, I do know where I stand. Basically, it's just too much to get into. But yeah, definitely, I do understand what's going on in my hearts with the people. And we do definitely have a problem with our systems. And, and you know, as much as I hate to say it, because I do support law enforcement, because I do believe they are like here to help us and protect us, there definitely is an overwhelming problem with that system that we have known for a very long time. I don't need to get here on a soapbox and give everybody my examples, but I've dealt with some really creepy shit with cops. Luckily, unfortunately, due to my behavior, I've never had too many bad experiences. Probably one, because even though I am technically a person of color, I have light skin, I have fair skin, so I don't come off as, I don't know, I don't I don't think I ever come off threatening, but I don't, you know, I have been called like, what are you, Mexican? By a cop, which, you know, maybe it's just me, it didn't bother me, I get it. Okay, no, sir, I'm actually Caribbean, I'm Dominican. But, uh, just because, you know, I've had some bad experiences doesn't mean I abolish all of them. But there definitely is a problem, and it's very obvious that some of these well, out guys are fucking PTSD'd dude, out and are fucking crazy. The longer things go on, the more shit we're seeing of just like, especially the, I mean, I don't know anything about police departments because I don't work in one. But like, I don't know if there's different people that are the riot cops, but these motherfuckers are nuts. <laughs> They're out yeah. there just shooting everybody with rubber bullets like in the face and shit. Yeah, in the face. And yeah, it's like, bad. bruh, you don't see the damage you're doing immediately. And they're like shoving people with shields and shit. It's like, chill out. Like, they're doing it when nothing's going down. Like, at least, you know, look, we're only seeing video, whatever. Well, like, you'll just see like them just walking down the street. There's like two old guys, like, you know, the one where they push the old guy down and then yeah. with a cane and he's like fucked up and they're trying to help him afterwards because they see a camera. It's like, those guys were just standing. It's like, why are you shoving them? Just like they're both. It was two old dudes. Like, just walk them. Like, just, just yeah, be like, I mean, hey, you adrenaline can, and like, panic. No, no. I mean, like they're probably yeah. They probably have to clear the street for whatever reason. You know, whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I get that. That's like, you know, your job is to clear the street, but that doesn't mean you have to shove everybody. Just fucking walk with people, man. Like, if yeah. it's a mob, you know, if there's a mob of people, like there's fifty people, then of course, you know, you're gonna have to like kind of form a wall and just. Walk forward, I guess, you know, however you got to do it. But, like, I just feel like half the time they just are defaulting to, like, fucking hitting people and shooting tear gas. Like, chill out, man. This is how shit pops off and then gets crazy, you know? Like, violence begets violence, man. And it's like, if you you start at a baseline of hitting people, it's going to go bad. And that might be just, that just might be policing in general, you know? Like... That just might be an issue with how they're trained and how, you know, what the, the type of training it is, but whatever. Uh, Either way, we this is a video game podcast. You know, I mean, Black Lives Matter, there definitely needs to be something done about the militarization of our police forces. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say abolish and just like get rid of them because we need them, you know, uh, but there definitely needs to be a change. And it's it's to the point where it's not uh, it's not the a few bad apples argument anymore. No, for decades, for decades we have known it's a rotten something's tree. Wrong, yeah, something's wrong, and the fact that not to judge anybody in their appearance, the fact that a lot of them are like, you can tell like they're like six two, two sixty five, jacked, kind of like aggressive, roided out. It's like there's a, there's probably a steroid issue, like because they're all. I mean, I I get why they're jacked because you got to like that's why I do stand for it because if you're being confronted by a monster in an alleyway you can call the police and hopefully they get there in time they're going to fight the bad guys too and maybe that's why they I don't know maybe they feel they feel justified to 
go over the boundaries because they do put their lives on the line for the bullshit. I think it's. I think what happens is is like that Black Mirror episode where the bad guys, everybody, you know, like <laughs> their vision starts to change, and it's like everybody's bad. I gotta hit everything, yeah. you know. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not a cop. I wanted to be a cop for a long time just because I wanted to pull people over who I watch drive like shit because, you know, we're all stuck in traffic and you're like, one day I'm going to be the guy that's just waiting for that dude to ride the emergency lane, you know? Like, <laughs> I would be the pettiest traffic cop. That would have been my life. I would literally fucking get, gr- like, internal gratification from just pulling over dickwads that, you know, are driving on the breakdown lane or, you know, fucking... <laughs> i don't know running running red lights and shit you know that would be my life but anywho well video let's, games let's, motherfuckers yeah speaking of cop stuff let's go into our weeks it's been so speaking of that i uh beat legend of heroes trails in the sky first chapter so the first game uh and i say speaking of it? that because you're basically a you're a, you're a part of the bracer guild which in this world is like it's like the cops, but not because y- y- their main their main rule set is like just protect the citizens. Because you know it's a world where monsters exist, and there's they're just in the street. You know they're just in roads in between the cities, and you know whatever. Um, and you like solve cases and stuff. So you do like detective work, but you're like a cop for everywhere because you can work out of any city. You know that you can kind of roam around and and do whatever. Um, it was great. I loved it. I'm already like 10 hours into the second game. Like I'm all in. And it's funny because I've had the game on Steam for years. And I just, I bought it because it was like, I was looking for an RPG and and it was really high rated. You know, I just sorted by ratings and it was like the top rated game. And I had never heard of it. Like Nihon Falcom, I've never heard of before this. And like, I've definitely heard of East, which is their other series that's like kind of big, which is their action RPG. And that's what oh, I would make, call. Oh, so they make East. Yeah, they've made it since East One. Wow, which is a fuck fucking NES? Nintendo game. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy because like I've heard of East, and I would always call it Wise when I was a kid because it's the letter Y with an N, you know, like Wise yeah. plural. But it's East, which I had no idea because you know when Nintendo was around, there was no one to pronounce the words and you know uh, what is um. What was the Nintendo magazine? Uh, Nintendo Power? You know, he yes. would just read it and be like, wise. Yeah, that's what that is. Um, so I did buy East uh, 8 Legend of, or Le- Le- I forget, Lacrimosa of Dana is what it's called, something like that, um, mm-hmm. on Steam. Because I, I wanted it on PS4 because I've been playing like Le- uh, Trials of Mana on my PS4 after work, you know, because I'm in the room, I usually am watching something, and then when I'm done with work for about an hour before Kelsey gets home, because she usually gets home around 6, 6.15, I'll play Trials of Man. I'm just sitting there, you know, might as well keep going. I'm plugging through my second playthrough um, on hard, because uh, they have New Game Plus, so what happens is you get a skill in that that you can uh, equip on a character that everybody gets 300% experience. So what I did was... Originally, I went to New Game Plus with my first characters because I was like, oh, I'll you know, start over uh, with them and just go through it on hard and beat everything because there's some achievements for beating some bosses on hard. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. But then I was like, shit, I could just restart with the three I didn't, the three characters I didn't play and then level up super fast, you know, and like kind of get the achievements for their final classes really quick and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to hear their, you know, do 
their stories except for the one girl with the speech impediment that kills me like the voice actor that does it is so bad um but that's a little bit ableist of you to say that yeah i mean i don't think the voice actress has an actual (laughs) speech impediment they write it and she (laughs) says i'm very very scared and it's like oh she's elmer fudd (laughs) yeah it's 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 just annoying it's like whatever but you're right that was shitty of me to say no, it wasn't shitty of you to say. It's fine. It's I apologize. Um, no, don't apologize. I revoke listen, his repo- I, I take away his apology. I have a lisp, so it's okay. I'm allowed, it's okay. To, I'm allowed to make fun of people's speech events <laughs> because I have one. Um, they're my people. Um, so I'm, I, I was like, I'll get East on, on PlayStation because, you know, the there's a new East coming out, and it's a remake of East 4, um, which is coming out on Tuesday on PS4. It's been out on PC for a while. Um, but I ordered that, so that's coming Tuesday, but then they had East 8, and I, everyone was saying it's really good, and so I'm like, oh, man, I'll jump in there. That's like a good jumping in point, you know? Man, yeah. it came out in 2018 on PS4, and you cannot find it anywhere. It's literally nowhere for sale under $80 uh, for used copies, and new, it's like 199 you know, like one of those games. Um, There's no physical? No. I found one on amazon physical but it wouldn't come no, until i'm sorry there's no digital there is but i want you know i want to have it and i want i want falcom to get my money because again i want them to localize the two uh legend of heroes games that they didn't bring here which is like the middle saga and i want them to keep making games you know they're they're really good at writing rpgs and their rpgs like the legend of heroes series are very text heavy which is a barrier of entry for some people because you know it's like some people just want to play to fight, you know, to like play the game. And Legend of Heroes, man, there's 20 minutes you're just reading. You're just reading people talk to each other, you know. But it's yeah. really good writing. And it's, man, they, they write really good characters. I've laughed out loud a couple of times, and I don't laugh out loud at games. Like, it's very rare that, you know, like I'm, I'm playing a video game and I'm laughing. Because comedy is not something that games generally do i know there are comedic games like borderlands 2 made me laugh quite a bit there's there are games like that but our jrpgs don't make me laugh you know what i mean okay yeah because i know that uh it's usually anime games if they're done really well with good voice acting uh river city girls did that where i was laughing i love it so much uh so funny and then also uh blaze blue cross tag battle the the little story modes are actually like really well done to the point where like i'm i'm act i'm act, i'm actively like laughing with my tv screen uh and it's like it makes me feel good like i'm like oh man this is funny and it's good and i like that it's it's it is a little difficult like something like gta won't really make me laugh even though there's funny shit cuz those games are written very well but i don't laugh too much like when they're like well trevor fucked the teddy bear and came all over it and there's cum on the teddy bear like that doesn't make me laugh but when like uh Mizuki in in freaking river city girls is like talking about like ricky or some shit like it's pretty funny man like when the two girls are like have to save their boyfriends and like i'm actually laughing out loud it's fun when games can do that borderlands didn't really make borderlands is a little too slapsticky for me yeah it depends i mean at the time there the the thing that made me laugh the most was literally Butt Stallion in the first or in the second game because it was just a unicorn made of diamonds <laughs> that Handsome Jack has and he keeps talking about it. He's like, yeah, I just bought a unicorn 
uh made of diamond and it's you know it's whatever it's really expensive yeah whatever and he just keeps calling talking about butt stallion and how and, you know he named it butt stallion and he named it after you and all this stuff and you're like all right whatever but then you hear it at some point and you're like oh it's real it's actually a real thing <laughs> and that's pretty funny but they, you know whatever Cla- claptrap's really annoying and there's like some shit that's not funny you know in borderlands borderlands 3 was not funny at all like literally zero percent of that game was funny for me i know some people liked it but yeah um, yeah i didn't play too much i didn't i played some of two i think uh it was cool it's just, it's hard for me to play first person games for too long and then i realized how big of a game it actually was and I knew that I, w- I wasn't in for the long haul, so I kind of gave up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, Legend of Heroes uh, Trails in the Sky, first chapter, I'm giving that a 5 out of 5. I loved that game. There is nothing I don't like about it. The like Any nitpicks I have are things that are, can be kind of p- smoothed over by the fact that it came out in like 2004 on PSP. You know, like it's... it's like things like I wish when I got new weapons the art changed, you know. Like that's just something I love. Yeah. Like I live for that. That's the carrot on the stick for me. Um, I did end up just using Cheat Engine and giving myself infinite money and like infinite of the crystals you need to cast spells because it was annoying to like you know like farm for four hours to get crystals to make a crystal to use spells and like. I did that a couple times, and then my friend was like, yeah, I'm going through it, but I'm here for the story, so I'm just kind of giving myself money and crystals, and I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably do that, because, like, then I don't... Because I have nine games to play, you know, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to finish, like, the main arc. Like, and I can't do that on any of the games other than the Trails in the Sky ones, so I want to do that just to get through them. Um, but I'm not, like... You know, I'm not making myself invincible or things like that. I'm just giving myself enough money to buy healing items and buy the new weapons that I see. Because there was a lot of times where I would get to an uh, armor and weapon shop and couldn't buy anything. And I'd have to go farm forever. And then I still wasn't making money. You know, like you, that game, you make like two gold. <laughs> you don't even actually don't get gold for killing things. You you get gold sometimes for boss fights, I think. Mm-hmm. And you get it in chests. So like you're always poor. You get it for completing the side quests, which are like the Bracer Guild stuff, but like you're just perpetually broke, you know? And so <laughs> I didn't do it until I was 40 something hours in of a 53 hour playthrough. So, you know, it was a lot of like, there was probably 15 hours of that 40 that I just ran back and forth to two sets of monsters that I knew gave me the most crystals, you know? And yeah. Dude, your leveling in that game is really slow. Like, I I don't necessarily mind because I'm not, you know, trying to get to level 99. And it turns out max level is 50 in that game. So I ended up hitting max level just by, you know, my original farming routes and stuff. By the end, after doing all the boss fights and stuff, I ended up max level. Um, But, yeah, my nitpick, my only real... Like it's an it's a JRPG, so that farming, you know, necessity of farming is part of part of the course. You know, they're par for the course. It's what those games are. There's a section of all every JRPG where you're like, oh, I have to farm now. Like, you hit an enemy that beats the shit out of you, and you're like, oh, I have to go back, you know, two screens or back, you know, to the last area I was in and farm two more levels. You know, I mean, I wish some d- fucking seven remake won't let us do that. Yeah, I mean, seven remake it has a lot of problems. kind of does, but. You have to kill like menial shit 
enemies like that give you bullshit. You have to kill like rats basically over yeah. and over again. You can't like go find like behemoth spots. I doesn't even have behemoths. Yeah, you fight like one boss fight that says it's a behemoth or like a, what do they call it? That's not a behemoth. It's the other one. Um, man, it, there's one I'm in scared like scared now. No, no, I'm no, not... no, no. You're past the part. It's the it's in um. Where are you at now? I am right before. They just told me, like, once you go to the... I'm 14, so basically once I go to Corneo, he's going to lead me to the Shinra building, and the, the, that's it. Okay. You, you fight one there, I think, right after right after Corneo. Yeah, but it's the Sweet. same thing you've already fought before. Oh, like you big, mean the fucking swamp monster. Yeah, the something zero, right? Like the... I mean, it's the swamp monster has the big tongue hanging out. It's not a behemoth. A behemoth is a big bull, like a big bull. Yeah, bull I think thing. I'm thinking of that thing. That's what I was saying. There's something like that, but it's that big thing with the tongue, and you have to break its horns. That's what you fight. Yeah, okay. it's the first time you're in the sewers, right, or whatever. You fight one of those. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's where I was thinking. He I dropped did... you down the trap door. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I remember it's Corneo dropping you down a trap door, and you fight that thing. That's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I'm really uh, in love with the series now. Like the characters are just so well done. It's, it's, uh, it's a really well written RPG, and I can't stress enough. I got to thank Dan Mason. He's a listener um, and a friend of mine. He's the one who told me um, he had been playing Trails of Cold Steel, and he was like, "Man, I love these games." And I was like, "You know, I own them on PS3, but you know, my PS3s died while like right when I was trying to." play those games was right before i was like oh i'm gonna beat demon souls like before i do anything else and then it killed three of my you know it killed three ps3s in a row because a stupid blight town or you know their version of blight town um yeah but uh and then i was like oh they came out on ps4 so i bought all of them and then i was like reading like all right you know um just kind of listening to reviews while i was working and stuff uh of the games and everyone was like play all of them play trails in the sky play trails to zero and trails to azure if you can like you know the story is told through all of them and i was like fuck so i have all the trails of cold steel but like i was like i want to play all of them so now i'm doing that and man i'm all in every night i play from like 9 to 12 9 p.m to midnight ish um mm-hmm. sometimes i play league from you know if i'm playing I'll usually play a game or two of ARAM, and then if I'm like really enjoying it, I'll play that till about ten, and then I play. Um, then I switch to Trails in the Sky. But yeah, I'm excited for East now because Falcom is awesome, and every review of East Eight and the the remake of Four that's coming out on PS4 and that's out on Steam are they both have extremely positive reviews, and everyone says they're just really fun action RPGs. So. Um, you know, once you're, once you're, uh, you know, once we're able to like see each other and hang out, I'll definitely let you borrow one too. Since you know, I'll let you borrow the new one after I beat it. Uh, I mean, obviously, whichever one's the previous one. Yeah, well, will I actually play both? Whichever one's better. Well, so the Which one I'm buying on like? Steam, so it'll be East Four. So it's, it's um. So f- what I can see is, uh, on both of them each face button is a different attack or type of attack 
but I don't know. I was reading like you build up to you you like build up and then you use super moves and stuff like combo moves and things. Um, Live action or turn based? No, no, it's an action RPG. So it's like uh, oh, so it's like Star Ocean or some shit. It's more like a Zelda type thing or um, you know, like a, an action really? RPG. That's like, yeah, yeah. Like I can hold up my shield and roll out of the way. Well, I don't know that they have shields, but yes, you roll, you jump, you attack. You know, it's it's. Oh fuck yeah, man! I'll try that. Yeah, for I some definitely... reason I thought it. I've been thinking of like World War Two shit. I've been thinking of like what was that game that was popular on the PS3? It was RPG anime style strategy World War Two type shit. Really popular. Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles. For yeah. some reason, I I when I hear Trails of Cold Steel, I think of Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, I gotcha. It's similar because it is a military thing. Like there's giant tanks and shit in it because you're in a military academy. Um, but yeah, so East is more. It's it tells this one guy's story basically. Like every game, not one whole story. Each game is its own story, but you're the yeah. same character. This this guy and this like you know. There's a one friend he has that's always with him, and then you get other characters. But word. Um. So yeah, I'm a big Falcom fan now. Like uh. If if all of the games are of similar quality to Trails in the Sky, it's gonna shit on Final Fantasy for me. Like I think it's gonna be my favorite RPG series. And well, well that's that's big, but I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinions. I like the way Final Fantasy just has so many different worlds. I haven't started eight or nine yet, but I'm excited. So, I'm, like, it's it's a really good feeling knowing that like I I've never played eight or nine and I have them, and I can't wait to like go in there those worlds yeah the thing is though nine is the only one that doesn't get convoluted and it's great it's great for that it's a just a pure beautiful fantasy story you know like the problem with final fantasies is they end up just in this weird place where they start getting fucking convoluted and nonsensical because yeah, they're no, padding out that with the whole like the adopted kids yeah. and the story i mean eight i don't really p- picture myself i'm not going to be playing it for story because I already like know a bunch of shit, and eight is gonna be, I think, for me, a trial to see if I like the combat. Because I have always been terrified of the whole like magic siphoning thing, which makes me feel like angry at the game for doing that. But I feel that they made a decision to do that, and I want to find out why. And I think maybe people are upset at the magic siphoning shit because they're not playing it properly. So I, I look forward to it. Nine, I'm pretty sure. It's gonna be fun because I'm. I've heard it's just it's just straightforward Final Fantasy. It's just fun Final Fantasy. Let's do this. Eight is kind of like edgy and like wants to do this weird mechanics thing. And I hear nine's a little more back to traditional. I mean, ten for me was perfect. You know, I'm not a huge fan of ten. I think it's perfect. I think it's the perfect RPG. You walk around, you get into random battles. The 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 timed the the timed battle I mean uh time turn based battles and uh it's it's I think Final Fantasy X is like the perfect version of the old school like turn based square style like RPG without it being like weird like seven is amazing but I hate that like if you don't know to turn off the 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 time it, you can have active time active time and i i I, that's why i can't play 10-2 because 10-2 has active time in battle 
which means if you take too long and you don't know if you want to throw a grenade or maybe heal or maybe I should use that item and if you're thinking too long, the enemy will get another turn. Like you have to like it makes more sense that the time is active. It's ticking. Go, go, go. Like, no, I want to be able to put my control down and go make a fucking perky in the middle of fighting Sephiroth. I want to be able to put my controller down and take a trip to Taiwan and come back home and I'm still on the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need that. I want that in my life. Yeah, I don't know. 10, 10 for me was good. And, you know, at the time I was like, this is the best thing ever. But now I like I have the remake on ps3 ps4 like i have it mm-hmm. everywhere and i just can't get through it like i get bored so quick and you I, can definitely get bored yeah it, it is definitely that it's so old school it's definitely a slog you're yeah. going to you're it it's the type of game where you have you should most likely be the type of person who like was is going to say something like all right i'm going to play for two and a half hours today and i'm just going to run around this one section of the field and keep fighting Marlboros. Like, it's that kind of game. Like, a lot of games, are, you're kind of meant... Like, I had a friend, a, a good friend of mine. He would always get on... He wouldn't get on me, but he would kind of, like... Kind of, like, berate me. Or, like, not berate, but kind of, like, look down on me for, like, my grinding habits. And he'd be like, dude, you don't have to do that. Just keep progressing. The game is made for you you're to like, play. Don't kink shame me, dude. <laughs> like, I like yeah. this. He'd be like, you're wasting too much time. Like, just play dude if you know how to play properly the game's not going to make you grind for three hours before a boss you're probably not fighting the boss right which is true i've struggled for years realize like trying to figure out why am i like kind of stupid you know i really do think i'm not a dumb person but dude there's a lot of shit that i just with with games like i just don't i can't do like, i can't do some of this shit seth does i mean uh from uh, who's next gaming entertainment with the hard mode stuff um action games is one thing but rpg stuff like did you ever beat 10 uh so what happened is i've said this story before but i had a save uh i was at sin like i was fighting sin i was about to fight sin so i know there's one more boss after that right like you depends what kind of sin the big whale the big whale yeah yeah and you had like two or three more boss fights exactly so and, and it's well, they're one right after the other i believe right Pretty much. Yeah. So I was like pretty much at the end. I was maybe two hours from the end. And uh, my friend's sister, I brought my save up to his house because I was like going to try and beat it that weekend. We When I was out of town, I was up in Deland. My buddy, uh, his parents owned a bed and breakfast up there. And so we would go, you know, during the summers for like two or three summers in a row, we'd go up there and fucking go to all the um, springs, like the, you know, the cool springs up there and shit. It was really, yeah, it was like 10th, 11th and 12th grade. Because we would have friends, his their brother was older, and he would drive us. You know, we would fucking. What the fuck happened to the game? Anyways, his sister deleted my save. <laughs> Literally, on I brought pur- my memory. On purpose? N- no, she saved over it. Like she was, Ooh. she was like eight. You know, she was like, I want to play, oh. and so we were like, yeah. And then she saved over my save, and ever since then, I'm like, I don't want to play this whole thing again. I don't. I can't do it. God, man. That happened to me one time where, uh, not at my current studio. Actually, I, I don't know if I ever said we lost the studio. We didn't lose the studio. We still have it. Uh, but uh, I we sometimes let other bands rent out our studio and, and stuff. And I, my, my drummer was letting his band falsetto play in there. And uh, he knew, because he's a, he's a son bro. He's a legit son bro. And their singer, fucking Marcus, um, 
turns on my Demon Souls game and um like attacks one of my NPCs. No. So I remember getting to band practice one day and I turn on my Bloodborne. I turn on the the uh, no, I mean uh Demon Souls. I turn on my PlayStation because I would keep my three there and I turn it on and I go to play and one of my one of my hub NPCs is just killing me and I automatically I just I just call him and I'm like Roms what happened he goes yeah. I told him not to I told him not to and I was like what he goes Marcus was playing your demon souls and I told him he didn't understand that it's like you some people don't get like like the way that Dark Souls, that Souls games work, you know, like how many kids have been playing Dark Souls or something, and then their mom goes, "Dinner's ready," or "I need help with the groceries," and they go, "Hold on, I this game doesn't have a pause," and they don't understand that. Like I remember, like uh, when I was living with the, the next girlfriend of mine, when she just didn't understand, I'm like, no, 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 I can't pause it right now. They're like, "So?" I'm like, "You don't get it. This is a living world, and you can't." change it so yeah so this dude killed one of my npcs and i think it was like my main merchant he uh he didn't kill him but he attacked him and there was no way for me to like get him to stop so it was pretty it was pretty should be lost yeah that's a that's a bummer but um, um so but let me just, I was just say about 10 real quick was my bad is after you beat it you could it, it doesn't new game plus you but there's more to do in the game so you remember all the summons you would get yeah like the phoenix and shit mm-hmm uh, so then you have to fight like dark versions of the summons. So I'm like, oh, cool, more boss fights. And I got to the first one, which is the Phoenix, but it's like it's like black and blue. It's like dark, and it just one shots me. And I fought it like four times, and I'm like, I have no idea what to do. Like I have no idea. And some people are like, oh, just use the use the fucking demystify breach. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like I don't know. So I'm kind of dumb sometimes when it comes to like really complex boss things i need to look them up like there was a dragon in final fantasy 10 where you're fighting on magic runes and you have to keep hopping from rune to rune i would have never known that if i didn't look up a strategy for that anyways yeah i i uh i realized that too like i barely use magic in rpgs ever <laughs> like unless someone's yeah. like uh you know immune to physical and then i'm like oh i have to use magic but like that's why the um, the magic shit in eight didn't really bother me because I I literally don't use magic. Yeah, it depends on the game. It depends for me because I like using magic a lot. So for me, it depends. Um, and especially with Final Fantasy games, the way they do it is the more you use your spell, you get Fyra, then Fyraga, then no wait, is it what is it? Fire, Fyra, Fyraga. Yeah. And then uh. So, like, the more you use it, the better. So, for me, it's like, I want to get Fyraga. I want to get the strongest one. So, I really like those things that eventually, you know, um, Skyrim ended up doing that. You know, everyone just crouches and jumps everywhere so they can get their crouching and their jumping shit up. Which works for the first 30 minutes. Then you realize, dude, you have to jump for, like, 100 hours to get one point. But, uh, so I do like using magic if it's... If it matters, because in some games, like the magic's there, but you don't fucking need it. And in some games, magic is hella fucking powerful. Games like Shin Megami Tensei, like Persona. Uh, I'm also bummed that Persona's not called Shin Megami Tensei Persona. Yeah. It's just a, Shin Mag- it's just a uh, what do they call it? Megaten is what they call it. Megaten game. Mm-hmm. Uh, those games, it's all about that. Those games, it is 
all if you do not know you can't physical your way through those games at all those that's what i do like about them it's almost like shin megami tensei is basically i believe pokemon just created their whole program after them it's like pokemon you can't physical yourself through pokemon can you uh, Isn't it all elemental shit? You need to know what you're fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Sorry. why what it's, you pick is it's so, rock paper scissors. Yeah. So Shin Megami Tensei is is not so much just oh they're water so I should use like uh, thunder. Oh they're ice so I should use fire. It's also buffs and debuffs are just as important as magic spells, which makes those games really really interesting and a lot of fun and really in depth. But it also makes those um, Shin Megami Tensei games and Persona games. The types of games where if you take a week off, you're fucked. You need to do research to find out and figure out. You you lose any of that muscle memory, and you're lost because yeah. every turn matters. Like I I still kind of play Shin Megami Tensei Four Apocalypse on the DS every now and then, which I was sad to find out people didn't like that one. Luckily for me, the one that I bought was the one everyone says sucks, but I think it's great. And yeah, you try picking that game up after not playing it for three months, you have no idea what's going on. And uh, yeah, that's the worst thing though. with RPGs is if you take a break, it's like I don't remember life because you only yeah, remember the story. But I'll let me just finish up with um, Legend of Heroes and then I'll be done with my week. Um, okay. So the the thing with uh, that the first game is it's a slow build. You know, it, it seems like I was telling you, uh, I've said a couple times, like it's very low stakes. You know, it's not end of the world. It's not like you're the chosen hero. You know, you're just two kids that are becoming basically like junior junior cops you know okay. um but man once the end happens of that first game it, everything changes and it's it's still not like end of the world but like the characters world is are shattered and you, like shit's crazy and then the next one uh is uh, you know they're separate and you know it's the, them trying to get back to each other in a way it's it's very interesting, and I'm really loving the second game so far. So, uh, yeah, so far really loving the series. Um, nice, and that's it for me. Oh, I started watching Candle Cove again. Um, I watched mm-hmm. it when it first came out because I remember reading the um, creepy pasta way back, and I actually really liked it. Um, and then I, you know, I was just thinking of shit to watch. Uh, you know, that's like less involved because. You know, it's just a horror show, but it is pretty involved. But it it's a horror show, so I was, I was like not trying to watch detective shows anymore. Um, What's it on? It's uh, on. I watch it on Shutter, but it was a sci-fi show. Okay. There were four seasons, so each season tells a different story, and the first one is about Candle Cove. Um, so the show's called Channel Zero, uh, and then each season has a name, and the first one was Candle Cove, and it's about this, like this guy who's like a child psychologist now he's older and he goes back to his hometown where his twin brother died and a bunch of kids died and the the kids all remembered watching this show called candle cove that was really creepy and weird like puppets and shit and you know you come to find out they were just staring at static all the time and it's like this show that was affecting them and making kids do weird shit you know whatever um it's good though. I, I enjoy it. I'm on the second to last. It's a six part series each season, I think. And I'm at the end. There's like a kid made of teeth. That's really creepy. It yeah. makes me feel sick. Ugh. I don't like stuff like that. Yeah. When you see like the like when somebody has like 
I don't know what it's called, the phenomenon or whatever, but things like um, like someone had a picture of like like makeup prosthetics and it was like a hand, but on every fingertip with just like all these teeth growing out of it. Yeah. Or like stuff where like you see like an arm and then there's like honeycomb and then oh, like no, larva, co- larva coming out, yeah. like larva coming out of like that shit fucking bothers me so bad. Um, yeah, so no thanks. Yeah. Speaking of really, really quick, speaking of really gross, horrible, cringe things to see, one of the worst, I mean, the worst will always be that dog looking back at the camera while there's like a, a whole bunch of worms coming out of its ass. You ever see that? No, no thanks. You're so lucky. I won't even do it to you. I didn't even directly look at it, and it's haunted me for years. But one is a moth. It's like some kind of moth in like Australia or some shit, obviously. And this gland comes out of it and it's this huge it's it's so just i can't even describe it but it's this like moth and then like this hormonal gland like comes out of it and inflates and somebody was like their post was what the fuck is this and it was just them filming this moth on their wall with this horrifying like giant like two claws look two claws but it's a giant gland that swells and it comes out of its body and it pulses and it's just the most it's the grossest thing ever. So that makes me think of like Ugh. the teeth, things with too many teeth, or the things when when they have like the larva coming out of like honeycomb shit coming out of someone's skin and larva. This Ugh. is like imagine Ugh. a person shaped <laughs> thing, but its skin is made of little teeth. It's very okay. creepy. It depends. It just depends. Like, is there a gum structure? Like, I don't know. Like, I have to see it. I might be like, oh, okay, not too bad. But there's a chance that I will look at it and I will nope out real quick. <laughs> just be like, nah, son. Nah, not looking at that. Yeah. Well, it's I'm enjoying it though. Um, I'll I'll probably go through the other seasons if um you know I'm still home for that long. I'm also watching Psych. I'm on season four now, and God, I love that show. Um, but that's it. You're up. Alrighty. Um, so or uh man, I try to say try not to say um so much, but I do anyways. It's like oh I'm not gonna say um, so instead I'll say uh. Uh so basically things are still similar. Still just playing a lot of Street Fighter. I just beat the fuck out of Laura, about to beat Zaku. I'm fighting him right now. And uh, I'm actually gonna pause it. But so still beating Street Fighter a bunch of times. I did pick up two new games this week though, uh sprite based retro style games. I guess not really true. Yeah, kind of. One one is uh, Chasm. I've been meaning to play Chasm. C-H-A-S-M. That was the only way to spell it. Well, Chasm is a procedurally generated Metroidvania game. So it's basically like Symphony of the Night. But it's just a fucking Metroidvania. We know what that means. And it's pretty neat. You play a little cute little anime dude. And um, it's the same shit, you know. You go through a world. It's I don't have to describe what a Metroidvania is. It's very simple. If you look it up, it's cool. They did have a really big update last year, I believe, because the game came out years ago, and then there was a huge update that added a bunch of stuff. I believe it's still currently on sale for maybe seven or eight dollars. I think it's normally only fifteen or twenty, which is worth it. And it's um, it's pretty cool. The procedurally generated sections, you can tell, are kind of like pieced together but it makes sense because it's procedurally generated when you start a game they give you a procedural code so if you like your procedurally generated world you can write your code down 
or give it to a friend and they can see what your world came out like. Like, let's say I'm like, oh, man, did you fight the Wendigo? And you'd be like, yeah, that was whack. It was like so boring getting up to it. And I'm like, no way. When I played it, like it was a little bit tougher. You could be like, give me your code. Let me see what your path to the Wendigo was. So that's kind of cool uh, with it. It's it's pretty neat. It looks pretty big in the way that Bloodstained was big. Not map size, but asset creation and collection shit. So it looks like I'm going to be running around these caves and forests and gardens a lot, trying to get all these items, trying to get every enemy to... Uh, to drop shit. I believe the way it works is when you kill an enemy, it doesn't go into your bestiary right away. You have to kill like you like you have to kill ten of them, then you get the bestiary uh, entry. Okay, which is cool. So like you gotta kill stuff a bunch, which is neat. There's some cool enemy stuff. It really is pretty neat. Like if you want, let's look up Chasm Trailer, and uh, it's a pretty cool fucking game, man. It's pretty neat. The music's neat. They also redid a there's a really cool like little soundtrack for it, and then they also added like a chiptune soundtrack now. So if you want chiptune shit, they added new bosses, new stages. It's pretty fun. I definitely think it's worth it. If you have expendable income and you like just buying games and you don't have a bunch of shit to play, then yeah, fuck it. Blow fifteen bucks on it. You know, blow it's on sale for like eight or ten, like less than ten dollars. It's worth twenty. Hmm. Um, I guess that's why I think about it because I'm done with money. So I think like, eh, whatever, whatever, fuck it. Like, money's made to spend, fucking spend it. I probably say that because I don't have a mortgage. Uh, but the chasm is cool. I like it. The yeah, other game sounds good. I'll have to look it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, look it up. It's definitely pretty neat. Um, you still have to buy Blasphemous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't have to buy it. It's fine. But it, Blasphemous is great. Definitely is. Um, the other game I bought was Stardew Valley, which is a farming sim. It's like a life sim, actually. Uh, but I've watched many videos where people say don't do the life sim um, getting married and having kids will do nothing but ruin your game because <laughs> it's funny because it's it like does life. It pretty much like life you're halfway there bud just go ahead no we're not just, having uh, kids <laughs> yeah, protect that seed son twist up those um, testicle tubes. testicular torsion yeah uh, just, just, just keep wrapping them around each other like a pair of Benoit balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> every night I put an extra twenty twists on my nuts. Oh God, um, <laughs> that would hurt so bad. Um, so Stardew Valley is a another. These are both sprite based, kind of sixteen bit looking, but they're definitely way more than sixteen bit sprite based games. Stardew Valley is a game where you play this guy who. Or a guy or a gal, you create a character and you play someone who's like their grandfather passes away or is passing away and their grandfather gives them a letter and says, don't open this until you want your life to change and you're done with it. And then you see like a cool little montage of like your little dude, not a montage, but a little shot of your dude or dudette uh, in a cubicle and they're just working the, the fucking cubicle life. We've all been there, you know, every day. And it's funny, like you see, like the person behind them, like falling asleep. You see the person in front of them is like a skeleton because they've been working there forever. They're already dead. And then one day you get tired of it, and you open the envelope, and your grandfather's like, "I left you my farm. Fucking here you go." So you go and you take over your grandfather's old farm, and you move to this town, and that's it. It's like there's no real like 
point to the game. I mean, there's a point to the game, but you just go there and like, all right, I have a house now. And like the yard's overgrown and shit and you can like clear shit away. You meet townspeople and it's like a farming, it's like a farming and life simulator. The marriage and the kids doesn't come till later. The game does never, never really ends. It goes day by day, calendar based, takes about 20 to 30 minutes for a full day to pass by, I believe. But you can, whatever, it gets kind of deep, the mechanics, uh, even though they're very simple. So it's just a farming sim. If you like that kind of stuff, if you like micromanagement, if you like farming stuff, definitely not like farming simulator games, like farming simulator 19. Man, I tried to get into that. It is really cool, but it's just too deep. Yeah, I don't like any of that shit. It's, dude, farming simulator, like, it's too realistic. It's too deep. It's almost like... I love fishing games. I love fishing mini games in games. And I love old, I love like Super Nintendo and like Dreamcast fishing games. Love it. I literally will buy game. I bought Stardew Valley because I found out there was a fishing mechanic in it. I love fishing in games. Fishing is why it's probably maybe a fifth of why I love Final Fantasy Mm fifteen so much. I love fishing. Yeah. But if but if you try to play, there's a bunch of fishing games out right now on current gen, and they're great. They're huge. It's too much though. They're like featuring over two thousand lures and eighty seven brands of motors for your boat. It's like I don't oh, need all that God, shit, man. Yeah. It's just too much. It's all it's way too much shit. It's like some car games that are like, would you like to change your would you like to change the carburetor compassment bolt nut? Fuck you, bro. I don't know. Just let me upgrade brakes, acceleration, and turning. Like, I don't need to change my carburetor. I don't know what that means. So there's a light amount of micromanaging in Stardew Valley. It is really neat. It is kind of fun. It's a wholesome game. It's cool. I like it. Uh, I pay full price for it, which is $15, which is really worth it if you like that kind of shit. Um, I found it fun. I found it neat to play. I have um, never had interest in it because I don't care about life simulators or farming simulators. Yeah, I like farm farm stuff. I learned that with Near Gestalt, I mm-hmm. guess is what they call it. Near, like the first Near, not Automata, but the first Near where you play as the old man. You have a kind of like a farming mechanic. Well, you do. You have a little house, and then you can farm like potatoes and carrots and shit. And they're used, but it's very limited. You know, it's it's just a small... You can't, like, expand your farm. It's just, like, you have a little thing. Like, damn, did you ever play Final Fantasy fifteen enough to get your farming patch? No. Oh, you get a patch of land where you can farm, but it's just a small patch of land that you could, like... You don't have to literally go there and tend to it and, like, water it and shit. So I like light farming type shit like that. So um, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh... So I, I like that kind of micromanagement stuff, but for me what it is is I have to get addicted to it. The problem that I'm having right now with Stardew Valley is is that the, the days go by really quick and you can't get them back. Like the day, like it's like seasonals. Once you pass a season, like you got to wait a whole another year to get there and you can only do certain things at certain seasons. And I like to do everything perfect. So like I haven't played it really much because... I'm not sure what exactly I should do because I don't want to waste a second. So the game has an active clock. This is what I figured out today, actually, earlier as I was driving home from the store uh, before I talked to you. Uh, The game has an active clock. 
And I think every 20 seconds or something is like, or every like 15 seconds or 12 seconds, I think it was 12 or 13 seconds, is like 10 or 20 minutes. So a day goes by in like 15, 20 minutes uh, if you don't expend your energy. Now, what I would have much rather it been would be like, if I don't touch my character, my clock stops. If I take a step or make an action, the clock progresses. That way I can stop and take a breather and be like, what should I do? So that like my contextual movement will move the clock, not the clock's always just ticking because the clock ticks so fast. Mm -hmm. That's the problem I'm having. I really want to play more, but I'm afraid of wasting time. And a friend of mine was like, don't worry, just play and you'll learn. And it's like, yeah, I know. But no, she's like, I, uh, oh, I have 300 and some odd hours in it. I'm like, yeah, but I put that kind of time into Dark Souls and shit. Like, I don't have that time for every game. And if I'm going to play this, which looks interesting, this isn't going to be the only game I play. This is a game much like Animal Crossing. It's for people who don't game a lot, who are about to game a lot. Like, would you say that Kelsey has gamed more in the last two months? Oh, than 100%. She normally ha- exactly. In her whole life, probably. Like, she's yes. probably done more gaming in the last three months than in her whole life. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing is it's not, even though I can acknowledge that, wow, this is kind of cool, it's not a game for somebody like me who, like, needs that, like, I'm going to play, I play shit all the time, I'm jumping here, I'm there, here, and there. If I was, like, a light gamer and or if I got, like, really obsessed with this, the way people do with, like, Farmville or something, and it was the only game I played, then I understand. But I'm juggling, like, four AAA games, ten indie games, and 15 to 20 fighting games all at once right now. It's very, like, you'd be, you probably wouldn't be surprised, but it's surprising the amount of time I sit on the edge of my bed staring at a mountain of video of just PS4 games. And I'm just like, what do I play? And then sometimes I look at, like, my Genesis collection and I'm like, there's 52 games on that. And I've been wanting to do something to, like, connect with you a little bit. I want to play Shining Force 2. I know that you really like so that. good. So I put it in the other day, and I saw the little rat buddy in the beginning, mm-hmm. the little rat guy. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. And then I just realized, like, it's four fifteen in the morning. Like, fuck, like this isn't the time. I got to start it when it's a little earlier, and I have some time because I want to get right in the thick of it, and I want the game to go. Here's how to play the strategies. But no, I'm probably gonna have to sit through like an hour worth of like story shit because it's a role-playing game you have to progress and grow yeah yeah and i I mean the good thing about it is the strategy side of it's not tough it's basically an rpg turn-based you know back and forth but your turns uh start out on a grid you know you basically move to what you want to attack instead of being in a screen where you see your guys and their guys you just see that from a top down you have to walk to them that's the difference you everything you do you pick so you walk up to someone and you pick attack or you pick cast a spell and then you see it happen you know yeah that's i i, I did always remember that about the shining force series or the shining series because you can't forget shining in the darkness it's a really cool game too is the first one in the series uh that they were different from playing something like say stella deus or uh what's that area 51 shit xcom oh yeah XCOM. Yeah. i can't play xcom i just die I just die. I, I, I have no idea. Like, I just die. I've always wanted to. I own a bunch of them because I've, I'm a 11-plus-year 
PlayStation Plus member, so I have every PlayStation Plus game in the last over a decade. So I have XCOM, XCOM 2, and I would really like to. I like the idea of strategy, um, Fire Emblem. I like the idea of it. I think I'm just dumb, dude. I don't know why. I don't I I don't get it and it doesn't seem that complicated. But well, I think I it's think, the same reason why I can't fight really really hard our uh t- turn-based bosses. I think it's also just everybody's brain is different, you know? It's just how you process information and some games are just not for your type of like I I'm not smart in like like I said, I don't even use magic in most RPGs. I just smash things like because yeah. I'm always it's the same thing how uh you know we we hide or we hoard items because you're like i'm gonna need them it's like i need that mana for healing or i need that mana for a boss fight even though i have you know 99 fucking mana items it's like i just hoard it because i'm like i can't i can't use it yeah i think actually i heard somebody talking about that on a podcast recently and i remember thinking in my head i was screaming at them and i realized estus is the best or one of like a is a really great use of that you have a limited quantity, which is about what you need, and you use it a bunch. But if you started the game and you only had 50 Estes, and then you had to buy Estes, we probably wouldn't use it as much. But we know, all right, I have six Estes. I'm going to use all of them before I die. So Estes is cool because it kind of like you have a cap and you have a regeneration period. But it's not just a consumable that can go away or that's limited. But then again, you have the concept of effigies cinders humanity which are very important but are also also limited so that's why it sucks you bust your ass in dark souls the whole time having a really hard time and then by the time you beat it you've got like 45 humanity in your bank and you didn't even you didn't pop any of them because you were scared to use them so that is it, it is kind of like the, the give and take the trade where it's like do I use my consumables? Do I not? Does the game balance it out so that I can use them properly? Like Final Fantasy XV did a bad job of it because my characters walk around with 99 of everything. Because it's just that easy to just have 99 yeah, fucking yeah. potions. Yeah. So that's just a whole mishmash of hullabaloo and what you call it. <laughs> uh, other than that, those two games... I don't think... I, I, oh, I watched Tiger King. I'm not going to talk about it, but I watched Tiger King. I did. Oh shit. Uh whatever. I mean I get it. Um eh, Yeah. You know what? I think I saw one of them. I think I saw the guy with this with the sex the guy with the girls that he sexes. Um you didn't see any of it, right? No. There's another guy, a weird guy with a little soul patch. And um he hires like hot young girls, like because apparently when you have like baby tigers and shit, people are like obsessed. And they'll do anything to be around, like, small, crazy animals. And there's this guy who was like, whatever. Anyways, I think I saw that guy once. Uh, I saw a liger once at Parrot Jungle Island probably 15 years ago. And I think I think it was that guy because a lot of them are, like, down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Carol Baskin killed her husband. Nobody knows. They can't find it, figure it out, whatever. I get it. That bitch, Carol Baskin. Um one thing that is funny is they just uh, – oh, so I found out what the big deal was is the guy, the Tiger King, why is he in prison? He got caught putting a hit out on somebody. He yeah. tried to put it, he, paid, he paid somebody to kill Carol Baskin and went to prison. And then I noticed two days ago they uh, – something ruled a judging shit, and uh, they just handed over his 
his all his animals and his former shit to Carol Baskin. She now owns up all his old shit. So yeah. he's in prison. He is so mad right now, probably, bro. <laughs> he is so <laughs> mad, bro. <laughs> they took his shit. Anyways, uh, other than that, I did watch a horror movie. Oh, no. You know what I did finish watching? In Search of Darkness, which is a cool horror documentary kind of thing. It's a movie you can buy. There's also a new one coming out called In Search of Sci-Fi. It's basically like that old panel style. I love the 80s type shit, but about horror movies throughout the entire 80s. That's the one by the Slipknot guy, right? uh, It's not by the Slipknot guy, but there is a special Corey Taylor edition that includes his, his... He's in like... I guess the uh, there must be a version that doesn't include his interviews and shit, but his version the has him on the cover. It's got him on the disc. It has his name on the title card when you play it, uh, and it was it was pretty cool, man. I'll let you borrow it because it's actually really fun. It's a really fun romp through the '80s and horror movies, and you get to like see shit you remember and also see shit you didn't, and it also gives you a huge list of old shit to go look up. It's like really really fun. So in search of darkness. If you look up the trailer, it was it's uh, it was pretty cool. I finally got through it. Uh, other than that, I don't think I've done much um, other than work, deal with bullshit, and then yeah, I'm trying to play some other games, but I talk too much. So I think that's it, dog. Yeah, we well, we're at an hour and a half, so let's get into. Um, we put up a post again, you know. Oh nice. wait, there are a couple. I did find a few little news things. Okay, three. Want to take them on? Oh, I forgot to say, I did try uh, Valorant, the new Riot Games shooter. So the people that made League of Legends made a shooter, and it's basically Counter-Strike and Overwatch together. And it's fucking boring. <laughs> dude, all I can oh, really? say is it I played... It's not good? Dude, I played one game, right? And you got to think, it's round-based, kind of how Counter-Strike was. You know, it's like... Counter-Strike, I think, it was best three out of five. So, you know, you're either, um, you're either the terrorists or the cops, right? And you're trying to plant a bomb and defuse a bomb or kill each other, you know, basically. It's like that, except instead of (laughs) three out of five, it's, this is no joke, best to 13 out of 25. How long are rounds? A minute and a half, which seems like short. No, still too long. It was miserable. (laughs) Like, you're on one map for 25 rounds, because you got to think, we went... 12 to 13 we were neck and neck so 25 rounds we played if it was just no, no, 13 you know and and you're getting dominated every time that's even too much to wait 13 times to get dominated because you know there's always going to be those stacked teams dude so it's basically a minimal minimum game sets are 30 to 45 minutes yeah and i if you quit How you get like lever penalties so I play Aram in league, and those are from you know ten. If you if some one side surrenders because you can't surrender until ten minutes in, you're between ten and thirty minutes max. You know sometimes you'll get one really long game because everybody's going back and forth and getting strong. You know one team's getting an ace where you kill everybody and you push a little bit, and then they come back and then they'll ace you. You know that kind of thing. But generally, you know the games are but between fifteen and thirty minutes probably around, which is long. Okay. But that game is fun. <laughs> Valorant is not fun. It's the shooting's okay, but like you can't sprint. You can only kind of jog, which is your regular run, or if you hold shift, you walk so you muffle your sound. It's definitely more strategic than 
Overwatch at first blanche of Overwatch because I didn't play it competitively or anything, you know, so I'm sure there's a bunch of strategy to it. But when I played, you know, most people, we were just like kind of running around shooting each other, you know? Yeah. And in this, you're you're definitely having to team up and, and be, you know, use stealth and try to get around. I don't know, but it's not good. So for me, in my opinion, if, if anyone else has played and enjoyed it, feel free to write in and tell me where and why I'm wrong because I, you know, I've only played one game, so... I'm not saying I know everything, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because I think this is one of the first in their new like plan of taking over gaming. Because uh, you heard about the fighter, and you saw the fighter, right? No, what? Oh, shit, you don't know about their fighting game they're making? Yes, sorry. I was reading the comments, and I was like, uh, I was like lost for a second. Um, yeah, they're yeah. making a... Uh, um, yeah, Riot They're is making, making a fighting game, but uh, it's not due out for like a couple of years, and we don't know what they're going to pull. Yeah, with their shit. Uh, something I'm thinking, which is, uh, I'm I'm imagining they're going to pull something from Grand Blue because Grand Blue is also a push game. I'm not saying that's a push game, but is cooldown for your special moves. Like you know how in Street Fighter you can go Hadouken, Hadouken, Hadouken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you have, it's same thing like with Mega Man. Like you can shoot an uh you can shoot a Hadouken as long as your prior one is off screen or has been blocked and dissipated. But like in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, you can do a form of like let's say a, a Hadouken and then you have like a cooldown period. If you do the weaker version, it's quick. But if you do the strongest version, you have like a four second cooldown, so you can't spam it. So I think they're gonna do that, which is cool. But something tells me they're gonna try to monetize it. So what's their company? Riot Games. Yeah. Something tells me. Well, not something tells me. Everyone knows they're right now. They're like multi-developing games in all genres. Yeah, they just released a card I, game, Legends of Ru- yeah. Runeterra, which is a League of Legends card game, and then Valorant, which is characters that look and sound like League characters but aren't characters in League. <laughs> and, okay. God, I I would advise no one try it. It's free and it's not worth the bear the the money to enter. What do you mean the money? It's free and I still wouldn't say play it, even if you're that bored. Oh, oh, oh I, I did it's have not worth downloading it because like, downloading and deleting shit for no reason isn't really good for your hardware. I did have someone in Spain uh get into my Steam somehow and play Counter Strike Global Offensive so much and hack that I got banned from Counter Strike Global Offensive. And I, I had to put on two form authentication on my Steam. They didn't buy anything. They didn't do anything but play Counter Strike, which I'm lucky because like I had a card yeah. saved. And then I went to buy uh, East today, and I was like, "Why isn't my card there?" And I'm like, "Oh, it must be because I put this on, and they wiped everything." You know, I put the two, I changed my password, and I put the two form authentication, and they must have said, "Fuck that, wipe it." You know, like get rid of uh, the credit, all the saved credit cards and everything. So, yeah. Okay. Um, you want some little news real quick? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, beep, 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 beep. Um, three things to kind of like, I don't have like fucking articles and shit. One, Game Gear Micro. Did you see it? Yeah. No care. Oh, my God. So dumb. Are you fucking shitting me? The financial resources during this time yeah. were wasted. To make do you three, remember the, no, four systems, right? It's like four minis. I didn't even see all that. What? I mean, the, 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 there's four different ones with different preloaded games. Yes, 
That's the oh my fucking God. bullshit part. It's like, dude, first of all, you're five years late because the NES Classic is four or five years old. You know, like, bro, you're so late. And this, I'm like, I was posting on, I commented on something on, oh, on uh, Nerds, Nerd Central. I was like, this is why Sega lost their shit. Fuck you. You don't deserve it. Like, well, it's so stupid because, God, it's so selfish of them. Because look, man, first off, make it a little bigger. Yeah. Have you, the screen's like, I don't know. I, I, it's like I don't two inches like by two inches or whatever. Yeah. It's like tiny. Yeah, it's fucking nothing, which, you know, it's funny. The reason why you do that is because, the Game Gear is one of the ugliest looking systems ever. The games look terrible. They don't yeah. work. You have, have you ever played a Game Gear? No. I did. Back in 1993 or 92, I played, was it? Yeah, because I was in Miami. We moved up here in 93. So it must have been like 93 at the latest, 93, 94. I played Mortal Kombat and Sonic on a Game Gear. It's the ugliest piece of shit, and it doesn't, it's, Bro, it's just a shit game. It, it, this, the Game Gear was just terrible. I mean, I would imagine the only thing that would work on the Game Gear is maybe Columns, because Columns is the shit. And uh, I can imagine why 2x2 two two inches would be great, because the games will look better. But, hey, idiot, just put a smoothing filter on it. Uh, also, by them making four of them different with different games loaded in, they're pieces of shit. Because they could have easily put one tiny little chip into it and have every Game Gear game ever made. Oh, 100%. That they, can, that they could get the license for? No, the worst part is they think people want four Game Gear minis. And it's like, I mean, I don't know if it's all Sega games, too. You know, if it's all Genesis, you know, there's the whole library split between four. doesn't matter. Yeah, you could that's still what I feel fit, bad. I don't do research. I would have You could still that, fit all Genesis games on a library within one of those things. <laughs> and it should be bigger. I agree with you. Um, yeah, it's it's bullshit. Cause first of all, there can't if it's just Game Gear, which neither of us done research, so YOLO. Uh, if it's just Game Gear games, there's not enough Game Gear games. Game Gear failed. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I mean, I would say there'd be enough games technically because there's more than ten Game Gear. I'm sure there's a hundred or two hundred Game Gear games, but there, I don't even know about two hundred. I don't know. I gotta look it up. But the Game Gear was just a bad system. It it looked bad. It couldn't even translate like Sonic. It could, but it looked bad. It was bad. Wow. The, I the am... Nintendo Game Boy. Hold was on, I got I gotta eat crow. There's three hundred and sixty six games on the Game Gear. <laughs> oh shit. Nice but song. I mean it's I mean, a bunch I would of believe nonsense, that. you know. It's cause it's a lot of fucking bullshit crap shovelware, like, you know, solitaire. Uh, well, there's but, like Andre Agassi tennis. No one cares about you know, like a tennis game from '93. Damn, uh, I remember Andre Agassi? Yeah. I remember him. Ah, Hari Manada, <laughs> some fucking wrestling game. You know, like oh, the fuck that dog. That's probably dope. I like wrestling. What's it called? Uh, it's Ah A. It's so it's A A H exclamation point and then Hari Manada. So H A R I M A N A D A. I mean, there, there's a bunch of good shit on there, but it's just, it's funny that, like, I, because the Game Gear, I knew nobody that had it. You know, like, you'd hear people have one, but nobody was like, Game Gear's the best system ever. I love my Game Gear. I'm so glad I have it, you know? Yeah. Ahari Manata is actually a sumo wrestling game. Yeah. That looks cool. Oh, look at that. Little sumo dudes. Anyways. um, So, yeah, the Game Gear Mini, I don't know. I should have done some more research. It depends on the price point. I didn't look it up. Sorry, guys. Uh, depends on the price point, but honestly, man, 
if it's more than 40 bucks, fuck you. If it's $35, I'll buy one. But if something, I'll just buy one just to like, for the hell of it. But also, what's with the two-inch screen? It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It's just stupid. Get out of here. Uh, you could have done better. So it's, oh my God. Do better, God, be better. Dude. Sega's Game Gear Micro is four $50 consoles with four games each. Oh, my God. So they want 12 bucks per game. Suck. It makes sense that way. My dick. So here's here's how it goes. The black model comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, OutRun, and Royal Stone. The blue variant has Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal, which okay. obviously Gunstar Heroes is a great game to have. Uh, it's all right. The yellow micro comes with Shining Force Gaiden, uh, Ensei, Jashin no Kuni He, uh, Shining Force the Sword of Haya, and Shining Force Gaiden the Final Conflict. Okay, so you're going to buy that one. I'm not buying any of them. And none of <laughs> those are all side games off the first uh, Shining Force, I believe. The yeah, Sword yeah. of Haya, I believe, is a remake of Shining Force 1. I might be wrong. Uh, and oh, then Shining, the, oh, you mean Shining Force or Shining in the Darkness? Shining Force. Okay. The red version comes preloaded with Revelations, The Demon Slayer, Megami Tensai Gaiden, The Last Bible Special, which Megami Tensai, I wonder if that's Megami Tensai. Shin Megami yeah. Tensai must be. The GG Shinobi and Columns. The hardware itself is 80 millimeters by 43 millimeters by 20 millimeters. Ah. There's a single mono speaker and a headphone jack, and it charges over USB and can run off through two AAA batteries. Uh, oh my god what a dumb idea it's so dumb who would do that it's the and dumbest thing fifty dollars yeah it's really dumb um, four it's a games item. eat my shit like real talk eat my asshole um i mean the problem that i'm thinking is in my head i have to look it up but i remember those the game gear just looked like looked and sounded like trash so unless they are smoothing these games out to look better, because something like, what did you say the last Oh, Gaiden? Sword of Haya? I'm sorry. So I'm looking it up. So Shining Force Gaiden is a uh, remake. That sounds fun. That sounds like an action game. Is a remake of Gaiden 2, which was the sequel, uh, or Gaiden which and the sequel of Gaiden 2, which were Shining Force CD, basically. They were the games on that. And so... Sword of Haya is technically Shining Force Gaiden 2. They just named it so that it wouldn't be confused with Shining Force well, 2. Gaiden usually means that it's like an action game. It, they're, tech, they're, they're strategy RPGs. They're the same thing. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's such a strange collection. I mean, what a, end, yeah, what weird choices. What we do is download the ROMs yeah. or just watch the YouTubes. Uh, dumb idea. Uh, Sega, you're stupid. You could have done something way better. You could have done something so much better. Yeah. Their Sega Genesis Mini was didn't even. I don't believe. I don't. I don't know. I'm making it yeah. up. I don't. I doubt it sold very well. I don't think so. I don't uh, think... There's a Neo Geo Mini that's fucking awesome, but they didn't package it with a controller. So I don't even want to. It takes too long to describe even what it looks like. But the Neo Geo Mini, fuck them. These mini, who's buying these mini things? I think it's just collector nerds like us who buy shit and let it sit in a pile. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm literally sitting in a, I'm sitting, I'm looking, I'm looking at a pile of unopened 
action figures, toys, collectibles, Mega Man, Metal Gear, Freddy Krueger, McFarlane collection. It's just, just shit sitting in a pile in my room, not even like displayed. Like I have no use for this shit, and I bought all of it. It's for fucking collector idiots, but this there's no way this Game Gear Mini thing is going to take off. Like, What are they picturing? Like, t- this summer, all the cool kids are going to be on the bus. Going to the mall after watching Nickelodeon, and they're going to be playing their Game Gear minis. And this one's going to be like, I got the blue one, I got the green one. Like you know, remember when like the Game Boy Color, and they all had the the Game Boys had the different colors, and it was like, pick one for your personality. And it was like the kid with the green hair had the green Game Boy, yeah. and the girl with the shaved head had the clear Game Boy. That doesn't exist. It's not the '90s anymore, dog. What are you doing, wasting? Like resources, development, materials, funds in this time. What are you doing remaking possibly the worst handheld ever next to the Atari Lynx? Yeah. Or the NVIDIA. It's just weird to ask someone for $50 for four 16-bit games. (laughs) That aren't even that good. Yeah, you can pay $20 and get the entire Sega Genesis collection, which isn't every Sega Genesis. It's like 50 games, though, you know, on PS4. Yeah, the, the, the Sonic Sega Genesis collection on the PlayStation 4 and the one on the PS3 are definitely worth your money. 100%, even if they're $60, 100% worth it. The one on the PlayStation 4, I still pop it in every now and then. It's so cool. You have a simulated 90s kid bedroom where you have like your bookshelf with all your games on it and your console and the UI is really fun. I really enjoy it. It's really, really great. The PS3 version is also really cool because it had some games that were hidden where you had to do some milestones to unlock certain games. And it's really neat because that one, I was really kind of bummed that the PlayStation 4 Sonic Sega Genesis collection, whatever, does not include golden axe gaiden or whatever golden axe warrior because that was basically the legend of zelda but golden axe god golden axe games were my shit too yeah golden axe games are really cool man they're i mean they're pretty rudimentary those are like some of the earliest games i ever played um i was going through it in my head the other day like i you know i was a nintendo kid because i had nintendo but it really wasn't until 1990 91 when I started playing games and realizing, oh, my goal is to defeat this game. So, like, yeah, I played Mario and Contra and shit on Nintendo when I was, like, pre-first grade. But I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But by the time it was, like, 1991, 92, and I was in, like, the first grade, second grade, like, I knew, like, that's Dr. Robotnik. This is Sonic the Hedgehog. I got to beat stage one. I got to look at my life counter. I have three continues. Like it wasn't until second, first, second grade that I realized lives continues and I could get to the final boss and lose and have to do it again. So I didn't really become a gamer until Sega Genesis. So I do like have a connection with like, like I, I something that's kind of striking me with these game gear minis is, is most of these games you just named are like, are like not games that are on any of these collections which is kind of cool. They're like kind of weird. This might be a Mega Ten game, Megami Tensei game, and there's like some, uh, you said the other thing, Gaiden. Uh, it seems neat because it seems like they're taking some pretty obscure games and putting them on there, but they could have easily put all 16 of those games on one and charged 70 for it, or 60. 
Yeah. Make it the price of a game. Fifty nine yeah. ninety nine. Put all twelve games on it, and um, don't have it be two inches by two inches. What the fuck is wrong with you? These because I can already tell by the list of games, it's not games for six year olds. These are games for gamers. Like our eyes are already going bad from spending most of our lives staring at TVs, and now we all have fifty inch televisions. So. I don't know, but yeah, you know, whatever. You made a mistake. Another mistake, Sega. Good on you for being fucking stupid. And um, I don't hope it does any harm to them. And hopefully, I'm mistaken and it comes out to be a cool thing. It's not going to. Anyways, what's our next story? Uh, the other one was uh, just an announcement. There's going to be a Samurai Showdown Neo Geo collection coming out. This is really neat. Uh, we have had this in the past. All Samurai Showdown games are available on the ACA Neo Geo collections on the PlayStation Store as well as other versions, you know, there's PS2 classic versions of Samurai Shodown 6, and there's Samurai Shodown 5, and 5 Special are available. So basically, they're repackaging uh, games that we already have the ability to buy again, uh, but now more definitive. Just look up the trailer, Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection uh, 2020. Uh, it's going to be neat. It's I actually saw something say it's going to come out on June 11th on the Epic Store. And at first, it's going to be free. Oh, that's so I'm gonna cool. I'm going to encourage you to download it. Yeah, I'll grab it. it. Epic it gives it... out some pretty good free games, actually. I got Moonlighter for free, and I got... Um, recently, I got GTA Five for free. Yeah, that's cool and all, but GTA Five is not the type of game you want to run on a PC. That's just going to burn your shit out unless you got a. But you have a good PC. Yeah, my stuff's. But strong. you know how many people have bricked their shitty laptops, try like overheated, like cook an egg on my hard drive because they're trying to run GTA Five on like Windows ninety five. Obviously, you can't do that. But I can only imagine somebody who like I can only imagine being like, "Whoa, I'm so cheap, I won't go buy the game," and trying to run GTA Five off my laptop. When just recording the podcast, my laptop's already warm. I can only imagine trying to run GTA 5 at max specs. Uh, but that's kind of neat. Um, and if you listen to the ACG podcast, he does have one of his guys every week go over free shit out there, free games out there. And it's actually pretty surprising. There's a lot of different websites and companies that just have like legitimate real games for free all the time. So it's becoming more and more noticeable that it isn't so much about money and purchases. It's more about the exposure and the engagement. Certain websites and shit like Epic is willing to like, hey, as long as you'll sign up to our database and give us your information and your login and your email and your password and your, <laughs> you can have some free games, Yeah, but just make sure we can go into your computer and when you turn it on, we know you're on. Like it, that's kind of the trade it's starting to be is sign up to our service and we'll give you some fucking shit you know like the new playstation network games came out i don't tie this to that kind of shit the new games fuck the new games it's battlefront 2 and call of duty world war 2 whatever thanks for giving us two fucking shooters thanks for giving us two multiplayer <laughs> shooting games right now that are old yeah i mean call of duty came out like what last year two years ago no two yeah or three and it's ago. still i mean it's still big but star wars battlefront and, 2 and nobody star gives wars, a fuck about no, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is pretty sick, and it's awesome. I, I will say this. Like, fuck Star Wars, but uh, Battlefront 2 is pretty damn neat. They, I'm not sure the last time you ever revisited it, 
but I did revisit it after like the major, major, major patches and the changes. Uh, last time I revisited it was probably within six months. And it's awesome. Everything's open. The content is crazy. There's so much stuff. And hold on, I'm trying to put something down. Uh, it's really great. The problem I have with Star Wars Battlefront 2 is it's 100 plus gigs. I can't give you that real estate for like yeah. a substandard shooter because it does have like floaty Star Wars shit because everything's like a laser beam. So like it's it's cool if you like shooters and you like Star Wars because I, I won't front like there's some missions that are like getting the X-Wing and you're doing space battle shit and it's kind of cool, man. But it's not fuck the money it's not i'm gonna let you take 110 gigs on my system on my terabyte system fuck you i'm not wasting my space for that so but yeah the samurai what we were talking about the samurai showdown collection and the draw this time is this so they're basically going to be as best of ports as we can get of the originals one two three four five and five special and then a game Here's I think here's the draw. We get something called Samurai Showdown 5 Special Perfect, which is a version of that game that kind of peeked its head out in the public at one point, and then they pulled it. And it's some kind of like... It's basically a final... It's basically a Samurai Showdown game we've never had. It's, it's kind of neat that we're going to get something new. So I don't mind paying for it because I like giving... Certain companies, my money, I don't mind. So I will give them that money. It's also going to bring new artwork and collector shit and trophies. It's also going to have better net code because all these other games either do or don't have online activity. The reason to re-release a lot of these old games is to let people have the ability to play them online with proper net code. Hopefully everybody keeps implementing rollback net code. So that's kind of cool. Um, so Samurai Showdown, holla at you boy. Last one we talked about a bit it is a cool announcement that they're going to be re-releasing uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, and they're calling it Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. So what I believe is going to be is, you know, some graphical updates, <clears throat> obviously cleaning up some loading shit probably, I imagine, and then con all the DLCs. So for those people who don't know, Kingdoms of Amalur is a very strange story. You should look up a video that will comprehensively oh, tell you man. everything about it. Oh man, it's a long story too. In terms yeah, of like, even, we can't even really tell you. But it was it, it, it was, was like a dream team game made by a guy, and so it was Kurt Schilling, who's a player. Uh, he played baseball. I forget the team he played for, but um, wasn't it Chicago? Maybe is that where it was made. Because no, he he he's made a, it in I think either Rhode Island or New Jersey. Yeah, um, I, right. I think it's like Rhode Island. So because what he he was a famous baseball player and he teamed up with like the city. Well, they needed money, so it, it's there's a, it's a deep story. We'll have to do a deep dive when the game comes yeah. out. We'll go into you know we'll research it all. But man, Triple it's sad player. because Schilling was a big EverQuest player, and that's what inspired him to make games. Like he became obsessed with EverQuest, and he would play it in the off season. Um, and like basically after every you know after his games he'd just play fucking EverQuest so that's why he wanted to make an MMO and you know you you had mentioned that it plays it has some MMO aspects to it which it does but it was gonna have a second game that was an MMO uh, that was okay. the thing so uh, which was called Project Copernicus um, yeah I remember hearing about that Copernicus yeah 
And so they were making an MMO in the Amalur world. So Amalur was going to tell the beginning of the story, you know, or the the story, and then you would have an MMO in that same world. But yeah, so it's a good game. Um, it's an action RPG. It's a it's like a hundred hour game. It's got a story written by R. A. Salvatore, who writes for Forgotten Realms. He wrote all the Drizzt Dewarden games, the Dark Elf trilogy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's written a bunch of... Well, so that was the initial story of Drizzt, and then he has like seven or eight more, or I, I don't know, a bunch more trilogies of Driz, Drizzt. Um, the like good Dark Elf, that's like the thing, which Dark Elves are normally shitty and whatever. Um, yeah. So uh, R.A. Salvatore wrote it. Um, man, who was the artist? Um, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane bro. did a bunch of the art. And then, or you know, did believe, the character design? I designs. believe it was McFarlane. Yeah, yeah it was Tom yeah, McFarlane. It was Tom McFarlane was the art director, so yeah. it has that McFarlane style to it. It's really the art is really cool. It's like a cool stylized thing. It's got a cool fantasy basis in the writing. Yeah, and then it died though. <laughs> well, it didn't die. The game came out. They had three or two or three DLCs. Um, it was pretty well received, and then the company went under, and you know they had borrowed money from uh, Rhode Island and like defaulted on their loan. It's it's not a yeah. good story. Yeah, like in a nutshell, what it was is they tried to build this dream team. They got Salvatore, they got McFarland, they got this baseball player, and he goes to like the state and like gets a loan from the state, and he's like, dude, he I, what I, what I have envisioned is is he shows them World of Warcraft. And goes, I'm gonna do this, and we have like this is gonna work, and World of Warcraft makes billions of dollars a year. Yeah, and this so was I'm at gonna... the time they were all chasing that dragon. All these studios were chasing the money WoW was making, which was yeah, they was had it? 10 million subscribers paying 15 dollars a month. Yeah. That math is bananas. <sighs> it's crazy, man. You're talking uh, 150 million dollars a month. So yeah, so what I believe it was is the game was originally being designed as like an MMO or something, and you can tell no, that when no, no, you no. play it. Like I said, he, no, he because pitched it as two games. It was being developed side by side with an MMO in the same world. So they were going to lead into each other. Well, the Okay, well then the weird thing is, is when you play it, it looks like a game that was built to, to supposed to be an MMO. Well, like I said, all, it's the everything world. Everything is really yeah. open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell they big. were probably de- de- designing... The games together using the same tool, like the same assets. So they built the world yeah. that they would probably then, you know, expand out, Confirm. but have as the initial zones for the MMO. Which yeah. is like, kind of, why would that work? You already played a hundred hour RPG in all those zones. You think you want to fucking go back and grind mobs? Get the fuck out of yeah, here! And you know, also like, the type of people who grind out hundred plus hour RPGs aren't necessarily the type of people that play MMOs. Yeah. There is a cross section, but it's not that big. For, exactly. Uh, there's a crossover, but yeah, the the MMO player is different from the average gamer. Like it's a different. I know people who play MMOs and like online games who are have no interest in the console experience or games at all. Like they don't really give a fuck about video games, but they religiously play Counter Strike or League, and it's like an obsession. Or, uh, you know. EverQuest. It was funny. I found my, my buddy Aiden the other day. I was like, what are you fucking looking up goddamn Apex again? And he was like, nah, just trying to farm some shit in EverQuest. I'm yeah. like, 
you're playing EverQuest right now? Yeah. On, they, your, on your phone? <laughs> that's weird. That's I don't know neat. what he's playing, how he's playing it on his phone. But they no, just, wait, was it RuneScape? Might have been RuneScape. It was RuneScape. Yeah, they did a RuneScape mobile. Okay. Uh, Look, we so got yeah, so... We have a hard out, and Kelsey's got to go to bed soon, so we got to get yeah. through the questions. We have no new reviews, and not to cut you, you know, we can still talk no, about it. I just. Good. We, Kelsey has to work tomorrow, and my computer's in the bedroom. And it's going to stay no, here good. for a while. I bought a new desk that I was going to set up in the guest room because uh, my desk is a little small and I wanted to kind of have a permanent spot for some of the um, podcast stuff. But I have to set up... I am I got my department switched at work um, and my new department, I definitely have to have two monitors because I'm going to be using a lot of like sheets and different software at once. So I'm going to have to use that for now to set up my dual monitor setup from work at home. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, well, in the end, basically, Kingdoms of Amalur was a cool uh, RPG that came out, kind of got fucked by itself and disappeared. And even though it had a lot of problems, it did have a really cool combat mechanic. It was really pretty deep, and uh, it's getting remastered and put out there again. And I'm hoping, and you know, it hoping they. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's gonna look good, but I'm hoping they do some good quality of life and uh, UI uh, fixes. And uh, it's something to look forward to. Hopefully yeah. that's, that's I remember know, that's... liking it. It was definitely long. You know, it's one of those games where, like, an action RPG doesn't necessarily have to be long, you know, unless it's, like, Souls games can be long because they have that element to them, which is, like, you got to try and beat this thing, you know? And that yeah, well, kind of pads with, the length. Yeah, with Amalur, I remember at one point I realized, oh, this is sloggy. It's like you go to an NPC and, like, I think I told you earlier, like, there's no dynamic camera movements. There's no like. Yeah, they just I, stand I even, there. I don't even think it had voice acting. It might have, but it, uh, I think it did. And and, and and it would be like, uh, could you go find these herbs? And then obviously we we know fetch quests when we see them, but it's like everything was that simple. Everything was like kind of shallow. Yeah. And the combat is what saved it. it had cool, fun combat, and yeah, it had flashy I do, combat, I, which was cool. Yeah, I do, and they had cool enemy design, monster design, elemental stuff, and I do like a grind, and I do like tasks like that, because uh, it, it throws me back to, like, old school, you know? So, like, nowadays, yeah. something like Final Fantasy Remake, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think is great, but unfortunately, I'm a little bit saddened by the fact that the whole game is a set piece. Yeah. Instead of just having a set piece moment happen. It's a bunch um, of hallways with like one branch that you can go off of yeah. and you're like, oh, here's a chest with some shit I don't care about. Yeah. And Amalur was this different. It was it was the opposite. It was like no set pieces, but like if you like combat, get ready to fight shit for a hundred hours. But yeah, yeah I remember that. it being kind of the combat feeling button mashy to me, but I maybe wasn't playing it. Right, you know what I mean. I I'm not here to say because I learned my lesson with Seven Remake. Like I was just playing it wrong. Like I was not looking at it the way that it, you know, or playing it the way that it's intended to be played. So I could have done the same thing there. But I just remember being like, I just throw my little chakras around and it hits everything, and they eventually die. Like I wasn't dodging a lot, you know. But I yeah, again, we'll see. I'd have I mean, to go it's back. Also, been years, dude. Been I years reinstalled it on Origin and then never played it. <laughs> I, nice. I have it installed with I bought like the you know every DLC you know because I don't remember where my game is any you know I don't know where the discs are and where I installed it what account it was on you know so but yeah okay. that's cool I'm glad it's gonna remake hopefully you know 
hopefully it reinvigorates some interest in it and maybe someone else will pick up the series and and maybe Kurt Schilling can give an idea because you know he came up with a lot of the story with R.A. Salvatore so maybe they could just consult and give an idea of where the story was going because I know he's kind of blacklisted from the industry he's probably fucked but you know it'd be cool I, I think it's a game that could have become a really cool series because as yeah. a freshman effort from a studio you know that was built to make this game it was very impressive for what it was you know what i mean like yeah. they did could a you imagine lot. being one of those guys like got hired like your second or third job and you're like dude i'm working with mcfarland and this guy this is gonna be huge yeah <laughs> and then the world burns and it, under your feet <laughs> it really should have been it's just that's the problem with small studios is they can mismanage just because they're not management people you know like it's weird because i'm not big corporation i don't love ea and things but there is something to having good management you know what i mean yeah good money management specifically i think is really important because that's what happens is a lot of guys blow their money in, in weird like spend money on stupid shit that you know seems important but isn't you know and yeah. you you don't have that if you have someone who's a cfo and has been a cfo for multiple companies you know but anyways we'll jump yeah. over to facebook um you know well, it's do it. It's uh, many, it's been uh, nice to do this again. Do have? It's been nice to do this again. I really do want to thank you, Jesse, for constantly reminding me to do this. And I say constantly, I mean every episode. You know, you are telling me, "Hey, put a post up," and it works. You know, it's nice to get engagement. So I want to thank you for that and let you know that uh, I appreciate it. Um, no problem. All right. So our first comments from Seth Myers, host of Who's Next Gaming podcast, and his whole network. You know, gamer needs food badly, losing lives, um, and I feel like I'm missing one. Um, uh, oh, and host or owner of Hard Mode Only, and uh, the guy who. Oh, and also, movies so bad they're good. Yes, that's the one I was missing. Um, so Seth says, "I have a badge that states I'm a top fan. So first, I want you to shout from your po- <laughs> to shout from your podcast <laughs> that I'm the best. Seth, you're the best. Seth's the best. You're the best. I shout it uh, around. Nothing's <laughs> gonna ever keep you down. And he says, "Number one fan." <laughs> After that. Questions must be answered. One, is there anything dumber than Mortal Kombat? And two, can you speculate on what will change in the movie going experience to save theaters? AMC is looking worse by the minute. Dude, I'm bummed, man. I was just talking All right, about- hold on. Let me take the first part. <laughs> the first part is uh <clears throat> if some of you guys are aware, if you guys follow Who's Next Gaming Entertainment, the podcast, uh I've been featuring I think two two times in a row. It's every other week. And it's kind of becoming a thing. I think I'm going to do it next week as well. So I've been like uh, on the podcast a bunch. I mean, we go long. We go like four hours deep. And the last time I noticed he he called the last episode like Mortal Kombat is for stupid people, but I like it anyways or something like that. And it's because uh, we go long and you know your boy Jester likes the devil's water. So like after a while, I'm kind of just like out of it. And I went on, I went on like a rant about how like Mortal Kombat has never actually been a good game. Like Street Fighter and other fighting games have always been comparable, competent games that are are good games, but Mortal Kombat was always pretty much a bad game made for dumb people who think blood is fun. But I go on this rant. I haven't even heard it yet. I don't even want to tell y'all. I go on this. I got to find it. We got to like cut it and post it up because... I go on this rant where I'm like explaining why mortal like true Mortal Kombat fans in the nineties and shit are just like like dumb people who just like like loud noise, good, blood good, but they're stupid. And um 
it was just kind of a funny moment, and it's 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 kind of hard to find it because it's a fucking four hour episode. We go we go in there, man. Me, him, and uh, Kevin, and uh, that's why he said that, that's which funny. I thought was funny. Um, um, the movies, though, I did see the picture. Did you see the picture of the new seating? No, chart? so I saw a movie co. Is it movie co? One of them is like no one has to wear masks, which is insane to me. Um, but Kelsey was telling me like you have to you know disinfect which is like spray and wipe then spray and leave for 10 minutes yes and it's like dude the amount of money it might not be worth it like the amount of money on disinfectants and the amount of money on paying employees to do it you know it, no, it, no, the disinfectants are fine because i work with disinfect they're cheap they're all concentrate no yeah that's yeah not a, what that's i mean not is a problem it's the employees people. yeah like the people aren't the employees aren't going to do it they're Unfortunately, not to say people are that bad, but they are. Um, you're 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 not guaranteed just because somebody is a an, an employee of a of a place that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. I work in a high end grocery store, and I will still tell you, even though I see my coworkers do the right thing, do not buy items that are made in the grocery. Like, don't buy the bistro sandwich that they make at the store. Only buy food items that are served that are sold to you in prepackaged containers. Don't buy that. Don't get a half a pound of ham that's cut off of the log, and they slice it in front of you. If you care about infection and COVID and whatever, don't buy open sourced food items. Buy everything that's sealed in a package from a company. Now is not the time to be, you know, going to the deli section and buying the handmade sandwich or the mashed potatoes that sits in the hot case all day. Don't do that. Man, I made so I got this. You know, I think I, I think I gave you one. There's like this guy that or this thing called Mike's Mighty Good Ramen, and it's like craft ramen that you make in like a little cup. Man, it was shit. I made it today, and I was like, this is nasty. Oh, I think I had one. They weren't. I mean, it comes in a little cup, and it's got like a little border around his name. It's like purple. Tonkatsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the. Yeah, spicy it was beef fine. It was. It was just no better than a. Yes, that's what I mean. It was no better than Mantran Top Ramen, other than it probably has less sodium, you know, just because... Maruchan. Maruchan. You said said Mantran. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I I haven't (laughs) eaten ramen since I was 20, (laughs) like in a Top Ramen. But anyways, uh, Jesse Candelori says, uh, I'm sure this is too late. I know, our son says, I'm sure this is too late, but I'd like to ask my bros if they've played Death's Gambit. And if not, stop recording and download it now, you fools. Hell yeah, bro. I got that shit the day it came out. That's the Death's GameStop Gambit. one, right? No, Death's Gambit is a 2D side-scrolling Dark Souls-style Metroidvania that was made by Adult Swim Games. If you can find it at a GameStop, they have physical copies that are limited run, and they only they sell them for like 12 bucks, 12, 13 bucks. Uh, it's definitely cool. It's hard, man. It's the one I've played the least. It's It's basically in the line with Dead Cells, blasphemous like the family is dead cells blasphemous death's gambit uh salt and sanctuary like it's that family um death's gambit is actually one of the better ones i would say it's dead cells plays the best out of all of them it's the one that you can really jump into the most i think blasphemous is the best but death's gambit is is it's the most egregious dark souls rip because you literally have the same screen when you're building your character. Pick your class. Pick your your special item. It's literally yeah, just yeah. I remember souls. you mentioning that. Yeah, I but have not is, played it. it. It is really good, dude. It's worth like 
dog, it's worth it's worth buying it even if you only play it for a while, but it's fucking hard. Yeah. It's really, really difficult. But it's a really awesome game, but it's very, very difficult. Good cool. look, Sun Sis. That's a good game. That game yeah. is shit. And it's surprising because it's adult swim games. You know and most of the time they make like silly, you know, fart games and shit. You know, I realized I haven't played a Souls game. I I jumped on Dark Souls two to help a buddy like a week ago, but like I it's been a bit since I played a Souls game. I'm like deep in all these RPGs. Um, yeah, I haven't since I got to Artorias. I haven't yeah. gone back. All right, uh, Mitchell House says, uh, "Have you seen the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian on Disney Plus? I think it's pretty interesting, and you guys might enjoy it." I have not. I need to, but I have not. I, I know I want to watch it, though, because that show was really good, and I'm really fascinated by a lot of the practical effects they used, and I'd love to to watch kind of the process. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on Disney+, and I haven't seen Mandalorian. Um, oh, bro, I'll give you my login if you want. You know what? I'll take that. Yeah, because there's other things I'm interested in. I'm not really interested in Star Wars anymore. I'm kind of out of it. But oh, dude, Mandalorian Mandal- is no, great. No, but Mandalorian is something i want to check out because i i do like john favreau i I trust john favreau and also i've had enough people tell me like like, yo this is good and i was like what kind of show would you liken it to and i've had people be like no dude it feels like you're watching a movie it doesn't feel like you're watching like an hbo show yeah it's like it's like movie quality almost yeah it's really really good and it doesn't have a lot like doesn't have filler there's like a couple episodes that are like side story kind of filler but they they end up kind of leading into things, and it I, I really enjoyed it. But you need a little bit of filler. Everything can't just be like the main. Oh car no! Chase. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean is like pointless filler, where it's like, uh, you know, Mandalorian has to fight a <laughs> you know a pig. Oh, you because mean like it's eating when crops? <laughs> you mean like when Goku's fighting Frieza for like two weeks straight, and for some reason out of nowhere, like one episode's about Chi-Chi's gonna make soup today. Yes, and you're like, and you're like, but Goku's. Krillin just but died. Goku's been and saying Goku- Kamehameha for four hours. Like, let's get the Kamehameha <laughs> blast out. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Uh, so Josh, Joshua Borchik? Uh, Borchik. Josh Borchik. Oh, God. That's my bass player. <laughs> oh, cool. Of, oh, he's actually, he's of uh, uh, Stuck in the Middle podcast. Yeah. So he mentions, um, he says, get it. Uh, I want to see about doing some podcast cross promotions. Come on your show, and you guys ha- uh, come on ours. Anyways, have a great show. Well, thank you, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we're down. Yeah, Always he's down. a cool guy. I'll talk about him in the future and link some stuff. He's actually he's a he's a he's like a Florida man. He's like he's Florida man basically. Like actually, he works with a lot of like uh, cool film stuff. Shout out to Brian Rosenthal and some other people like that. WTFLOL and shit like that. Uh, so he does a lot of like film projects. He's also Brian Rosenthal. Player. Did the uh, the ex the the zombie Marvel shit? Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's awesome. But he oh, did he did fever. He did the um the tracking shot or the the glide cam shot in the opening of Welcome to Tate's. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he came in for one yeah. day and shot it. And nice. Nate and I had boners for his glide cam. <laughs> he had the whole body rig and everything, and we were like, "Let me touch it, please." Um, yeah, yeah, really cool um, guy. Yeah, so. Yeah, so Josh, I've known him for over 10 years, back when I was back in, uh, in my former band, Insidious, and he was in a band called Theory of Disorder, and now he's in my band, Enter the Crown, currently, or our, we're in the same band, and... You're in each other's yeah, he's band. Yeah, cool dude. Yeah, we're <laughs> in each other's band, and uh, yeah, he has a podcast called Stuck in the Middle. Uh, it's kind of just an open, freeform podcast, him and some of his friends, 
Um, but it's stuck. It's a little bit political based. So it's like stuck in the middle between the left and the right. Like, can we make a balance of it? So they, they go places we don't go, but like they do it. But, um, we actually, I, I was on my, we did an episode with enter the crown. If you look it up, uh, where, uh, me and my, um, my bandmates were on there and we talked a bunch of shit and, uh, back in simpler times when we could just make fun of like you know biden for being like and the kids rub my legs in the poo but now <laughs> the now the world burning. is fucking burning. now it's like i don't want to be on right now because i'm not trying to talk any like it's so yeah. sad it's but, too um, sad it, there's no, nothing they funny good, they've got a good podcast a video podcast multiple angles they have a cool studio um uh, you can call in like they do it live every week uh you can call in live on the air it's pretty fun so check them out, uh, stuck in the middle podcast. But yeah, man, we'll we'll definitely get on that. It was basically once this whole virus thing hit, it was like, all right, well, it's probably not a good idea to get like, you know, some people are like, eh, who cares, you know, anything under ten people. But you and me even still Skype and still like I miss going to see you. But honestly, I don't really. I'm not afraid of the virus anymore. I think I'm just being lazy. But um, I am and I'm not. It's it's weird, but I, it's, I yeah, it's. Uh, it's still like you know. What? I didn't I'm think still... I didn't think I was until last weekend. I went to um, so my my nephew graduated high school, and so my sister did a drive through you know drive by graduation party like him and her other kids, and then um, a family that they are friends with. You know, they all stood in the yard and everybody beeped and you know waved and you know cheered them on and kind of stopped and said yeah. something. But afterwards, my sister was like, you know, we're probably going to go to my house and just have some pizza with, you know, my mom, their family, and then me and Kelsey. But so then they stayed at the other family's house and I like stayed and I was terrified. Like there was 40 people there. So I was in the edge. Like I stood by a car for most of it. And at some point I went inside because my niece really wanted me to play with her toys inside. So I was like, okay, and we sat at this uh, at their little bar and like played there, and I kept sanitizing my hands because I'm like, I don't know what to do. I no one was wearing masks. I wanted to wear a mask, but it's not for me at that point. And I'm like, well, fucking no one else is. So what the fuck? Yeah, is wear the your point? mask. So then, um, I was like, I couldn't do it. I, I I was like freaking out. So I was like, let's go back outside. And then I just stayed on the edge. Like you know, we were never near within six feet of more than like two people. So, but I I realized like, oh no, I'm still worried because it's not going, it's not gone away. You know, it's like, it's not in the news as much because the world's on fire, but it's still around, man. And people are still fucking dying. So Uh, I don't know, but I mean, I'm I'm not going to be one of these deniers or naysayers. I was pretty much like on some shit where like, I know I don't have to wear a mask all the time and I know I don't have to stop seeing my, I can go see my friend. I miss Brian, you know, but. I know that I'm using this as an excuse to well, just I would... stay huddled up in my house. And the problem is, is I'm friends with too many. Well, no, I can't say this, but too many people have recently gone out into mass. Yeah. Masses of people for protesting. And now I'm like, great. You just gave me another month of this because I got to wait and see if there's a boom. And of course, there's people who are like, no, the, the government's lying. There's no, there is no COVID. It doesn't exist because uh, we've been protesting and no booms. It's like, yeah, did it's you like, forget the nesting period, weeks, you, you fucking, fucking idiots? Idiot. There is a boom and it's happening from Memorial Day. Like, yeah, we're, Memorial we're Day, watching the nesting period, increases, you're all the fucking yeah. mobs. And I work in a grocery store, so I'm like, you know what, man? I'm still keeping to myself. And uh, 
I'd be down. If I can, you know what, if I can get him, because the thing about Josh is he's cool. He actually, he may not be like a old school, like super nerdy, tell me a fucking Nintendo cheat code gamer gamer, but he is gamer. Like that motherfucker plays fucking, like loves Red Dead and like other shit. Like he is uh, definitely a gamer and I know we have stuff to talk about. Also my drummer, I, I've been meaning to get him on, my drummer Romulo. Uh, he's a, like he puts us, like on check on how much of a gamer he is you know what i mean he has like a photo of like the end of final fantasy 6 with the fucking like he had this like famous like pixel painter like commission him this famous painting that was on the front page of reddit and it hangs in his house which is like saving and all those guys in front of that big boss at the end of the game mm-hmm. like he's a uh, the true son he's a true son bro he has a great channel on uh soundcloud zero one but it's like x-a-e-r-o one uh where he does video game covers i talked about him multiple times um so i got some gamer buddies in 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 the band and shit so yeah so josh is just giving a shout out so we'll get there when we can uh but right now you know there's if it's us going to stuck in the middle right now is a little bit difficult because they do it live i gave him shit for that i'm like in the middle of like when it first started i'm like y'all still getting together you fucking idiots i'm like we went to skype but if you want to Skype in, we got you, bro. But other yeah. than that, you know, once shit gets better, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. Uh, Rob Souza says, uh, I've been on a Final Fantasy kick since 7 Remake. I'm playing 9 for the first time, and I'm Team Final Fantasy 15 is a good game. Question. Yeah. What are some of your favorite Final Fantasy experiences? I mean, playing 6 for the first time was a big one for me. And 4 and 6, I played back-to-back. Um, obviously three and two in america um but um i played two and then three and my buddy had a physical cartridge of three in like pristine condition which at the time you know we didn't even know it was a big deal because like it was just it was new you know it just come out so whatever but those two are probably the the biggest uh experiences i had that and then probably beating final fantasy 8 after putting it down and hating it and then playing again and falling like fully in love okay yeah um i think for me there's a there's a couple they come in the later games i don't really have any moments for anything prior to seven even though i've played you know how i am i've played like 30 hours of final fantasy 6 even though final fantasy 6 is like a 20 hour game and i'm like in that 30 hours oh no that's a it's a long game Oh, okay. I've played like 30 hours of Final Fantasy VI, but like, I think I maybe suplexed the train, or maybe not even. So, like, I didn't get that far. I got to the boat, anyways. Uh, but uh, for me, it was definitely the first time I played Final Fantasy VII. Not to be cliche, I didn't know what I was getting into. So, I didn't know really what. Final Fantasy VII was my first RPG and my first Final Fantasy game. And. You know, back then there were a lot of other RPGs, and I think I'd maybe been susceptible to some of them. And I was like, "Oh, these are those talking games. I don't get how they play because I, you know, I just wasn't around." But I remember at the time in 1997 when it came out, I was in the sixth grade or seventh grade, sixth grade, and my brother worked at KB Toys, and he was whatever he's six years older than me. So I'm in like the seventh grade. And my brother comes home and he goes, we're getting something called Final Fantasy VII. 
And I was like, what's that? Like, I, I mean, I'd always collected Game Pros and I had subscriptions. So I was like, okay. He goes, I don't know what it is, man, but two, two nerds got in a fist fight in the toy store today. And like mall security had to break them up. So like these two nerds had come in and were talking Final Fantasy VII or, and got so like nerd rage at each other. They got into like a fight. And I was like, were they trying to steal something or something? He's like, no, no, no. These nerds were just talking and just had like a nerd disagreement. Like, I guess, I don't know. I'm assuming one of them, like, let me make up, like, one of them's like 3D and the other one's like, no, it's not like the old ones. But for some reason, he saw these two nerds get into such an impassioned fight about Final Fantasy VII. And he's like, I just pre-ordered it because he's like, I don't know what makes people do that shit, but we're going to play it. We're going to find out. So, uh. So that was neat. And then one day he brought him Final Fantasy VII. And I remember getting home from school that day and having it and putting it in, sitting next to uh, someone who used to be my friend, Sterling, and watching that camera zoom in on the train and then jumping out and fighting those two guards as Cloud. Doom, doom, doom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I remember that was a thing. It really was. Uh, I never. I, I. didn't go on to beat it in 1997, uh, but I remember. But I did play it a bunch throughout the years. I've always played it a bunch. We don't have to get into it. I still haven't beat it. Um, and that was a moment. And then the other moment was. Uh, I, I'll say one was the importance of Final Fantasy 13. Playing it and having zero emotion. Realizing yeah, that, that Final trash. Fantasy 13 was beautiful and was awesome looking and had all the potential but i never connected one iota of one bit of emotion to that game or those people i didn't care so that was one and then the last two are final fantasy 10 at the end of the game when tidus begins to disappear and yuna goes to hug him and she falls through him instant tears i remember the moment and then the last one was final fantasy 15 bro the intro of the game the intro of the game is you and your brothers after the introductory cutscene, your car breaks down and so they have to push it. So you guys got to push your car and then a, a cover of stand by me starts playing stand by me. And I remember the day I put the game in, not even thinking that would happen. It was caught me off guard. Uh, when the night that shit. And, uh, it was such a beautiful moment that obviously my emotional traumatized, you know, freaking damaged self began to cry as I did the last time I started my Final Fantasy 15 journey <laughs> again a month or two ago, cried again. The Final Fantasy 15 version of uh, Stand By Me, especially in the context of that scene where their car breaks down and they start pushing it. And the camera pans away as the song begins to play and the title card comes up and that song is playing. It's just so wholesome and it's so wonderful that like that really is a big, big moment for me. So for me, it isn't, re it isn't really about like the time I defeated this boss. It really is like, you know, that that first moment in Final Fantasy seven, that moment at the end of 10 when uh, Yuna wants to embrace Titus, but she can't. And then the beginning when you realize the beginning of the game is like the four brothers and the song is stand by me. And it's like, Oh man, these guys are going to go through some shit and they do, you know? Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah, I say mine are just playing those games because they were so impactful for me. Like, me and my friend would pass the controller and watch each other play and, like, get through the stories. And, man, we, we spent, you know, one two summers in a row, man, we just played through every SNES or Genesis RPG we could get our hands on. That's when I played uh, Shining Force 1 and 2. That's when I played Breath yeah. of Fire 3. One, no, sorry, Breath of Fire 1 and 2 on SNES. That's when I played Final Fantasy uh, 2 and 3. I played like any we played um oh my god um Lufia 1 and 2 Ooh, okay dude Lufia Rise of Lufia the Sinistrals Yeah Lufia falls into the East loop because Lufia you just reminded me did the same thing that East did is they would put their games out but the front and back cover of the game box would just be anime yeah art. yeah you they wouldn't show you what the game looked like because I think they thought people would be like, this looks like Super Nintendo, but it, yeah, it would be yeah. like a PlayStation game. And it's like, no, you No, no, they were asshole. Super Nintendo games. Well, they went on to make PS1. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know sure. what you're saying, but, but yeah. Like they... On PS1, I would be like, what's Lufia? Looks like fucking anime. And then I'm like, but I can't buy this or rent this if I don't see what it looks like. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why they were, those are just memories I have of me and my friend who ended up becoming stone to the bone and i just stopped hanging out with him after like at the end of high school and after high school because he literally didn't leave the house he would just smoke weed to smoke weed to smoke weed and i'd be like bro you said we were gonna go to the mall to like fucking hang out and we've been sitting here for four hours and you're just smoking he'd be like yeah but i just want to hit the bowl one more time and i'm like dude fuck the bowl like the bowl will be here when you get back dude Dude, and i'll tell you as a weed smoker for like more than half my life like when you smoke weed, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you, your tolerance builds, and it's like, like I smoke weed still now. I will spark up right when we're done, but it doesn't really do much because I smoke weed. It doesn't. It's not like when you were a kid and you hit a bowl and you're like, "Whoa, oh, that's that's amazing." You know, if I if God forbid, but if I was to let you take two puffs of some herb and put your favorite fucking coheed song on, you'd be like, you'd cry. You'd be like, "Wow." But when you smoke every day and you're like a stoner or like you just like are around it often, it's not like alcohol or other drugs that like will take control of you. The fucking tolerance goes up quick as fuck and it's just becomes a maintenance issue. So at that point, he wasn't really getting high high. It was a more maintenance issue and it becomes more of an addiction to the action and to the behavioral pattern. It always annoyed me because I'm like, how high do you need to be to fucking hang out with your friends? Like... It's cool no, he, to he do things to, just... to party, you know, to have fun. But it's like, if you can't live your normal life, if reality is fucked up enough for you that you have to smoke weed. And his life was fine. He had a great mom. She was my, like, surrogate mother. And he had a lot of good friends. Like, if you can't exist in the world of reality without being high, then you got problems. And you need to face them. And you got to fucking figure your shit out. Because whatever. But anyways, that was... There was good times. So... Moving on, because uh, we're at two and a half hours. Again. I know, I know. Here we go, baby. You were like, we yeah, won't even yeah. hit two hours. Motherfucker. No, we're getting there. We're getting late. Rory Michael Aguilar says, are you guys interested in The Last of Us Part Two? I'm cautiously uh, interested. I have the collector's edition pre-ordered because I pre-ordered it a year ago. And I'm like, I almost canceled it and just ordered a regular version because <laughs> of how much people are saying the the story you know i haven't read any spoilers but people are saying like fan fans are disappointed with what they've heard so i'm like fuck uh, i'm not trusting any of that because of the leaks 
what I will say is I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great game and any kind of disinterest or bad thoughts are going to be story-driven. And I'm pretty sure the game is going to play incredibly. I played uh, The Last of Us. To, to make it a long thing short is I had no interest in buying The Last of Us. I saw all the hype when it came out. And it came out. It was huge. It was it was huge. Uh, it was huge. And then uh, a friend of mine, Jeff uh, Dawkins, had hit me up and was like, "It's so great, blah blah blah, whatever." And then one day I was just like, you know, because money's there to spend, folks. I just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go to GameStop and just buy this." It was when I was living downtown, but I used to live down there, and I was like, "I'm gonna go buy Last of Us." Everyone's saying it's the best game ever. I went and spent sixty dollars on it. I played probably 30 hours, 20 hours of it, 20 hours maybe. Uh, and I understood th that it was a very well-made game. I'm talking about the first one. Very well-made game, very, very cool. But unfortunately for me personally, the aesthetic and the whole like what we're doing, I don't really give a shit about. I don't really give a fuck about like dystopian zombie shit. It, if you really look at it, The Last of Us is like Walking Dead. It's just like that. It's like the world's in shambles and there's these zombie people and then sometimes they morph into like exploders and gassers and shit, whatever. And I got the crafting and then like the whole thing, the stealth was cool. I like stealth stuff. It's a good game that plays well and the graphics are incredible and they did a good job, but it's not my aesthetic and I am not going to get invested. Uh, so I didn't finish it. I got to a point that annoyed me and I was like, eh, I'm done. Um, so last of us two, I don't really care, but I will say what I've seen looks like an incredible video game that probably plays fucking awesome. Pretty sure if you give me a controller, tell me how it plays and you go, you're in a room with fucking eight dudes or eight enemies. I'll be like, this is awesome. Sure. I love like games like tomb raider and shit and god of war and like i like third person action games i'm sure it's a great game and i'm sure it will be but unfortunately for me the narrative does not it it doesn't even give me a chub i don't care i, I don't have any that. interest there's zombie fatigue out there too it's just yeah it's zombie fatigue you know because unfortunately i was so into like films and film and shit when i was younger like in my early early 20s like 18 19 20 20 right i watched every zombie film ever and then the zombie boom happened after i had already seen like every zombie film ever and i watched the world go nuts over zombies and i was already over it because once 28 days later came out and like the fast zombies came out i was like team old school and then i learned that team old school was kind of ignorant and like this new stuff is cool too then i kind of like gave them their share and I'm like, okay, but uh dystopian human society with um rabid people it it just I'm bored of it. Yeah, um, I gotcha. I just don't care. Uh no offense to your writing in. It looks like it's gonna be an amazing game. Uh I might not play it though. Yeah. That's fine. I'm doing. probably not going to play it. There's a bunch of amazing games I don't play. So. I don't care. I know the spoilers. The spoilers don't fucking. But I don't give a shit. It's just the. I'm pretty sure the game's gonna be sick, dude. Like if they didn't fake that stuff at E3 two years ago, 
where the, the guy looks under the car and she shoots him in the face, <laughs> like contextually doing mm-hmm. dope ass fucking murder. And like that, I was like, wow, like this is, it's almost like the next step of ragdoll physics. I was like, wow, this is really neat. So I'm sure it's going to push boundaries. I hope so. And hopefully I'm wrong. And hopefully I feel, uh, I, hopefully I feel, uh, uh, an inkling to, to, to play it or something, but I, I, I don't really care, but, but I do think it looks, it looks great. It looks, it looks pretty fucking awesome, but I don't give a fuck. Okay. Um, we got two more. Otto Newman says free game on the PS4 this month is farming simulator 19. Uh, it boggles me how this game comes out every year. Have you played? We talked about it earlier. I have not. Jesse played a little bit and said it was too much sim. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's good for a game if it's like the only game you play, or if you can, or it's well, it's bad for me because I play so many games at once. So it's not bad, but it's it's you know what it's like. It's almost it's too much sim. I like arcadey racers, but I don't want it to be like Mario Kart. But I also don't want it to be Gran Turismo. That's yeah. why I like Need for Speed. It's in the middle. Sure. Um, I like Stardew Valley because it's kind of like farming simulator, but chill kind of. What, this shit is like too realistic. It is cool, but I mean. Yeah, I have no interest. Yeah. I don't have interest not. in being a farmer, so I don't have interest in simulated farming. I mean, Otto's saying he he doesn't have interest either. I believe so. We're good. All right, and okay. finally, uh, Ryan Mears, former host of Comic Slobs, one of my favorite oh, podcasts, and I miss it every day. Uh, Slobby Nobbies. Uh, asks, uh, favorite uh, fictional black character and uh, most inspirational? I'm going to say my favorite fictional black character is uh, Gus from Psych. Uh, it's, he's one of the main reasons I rewatch the series every couple years. It's He's one of my favorite characters period just i think he's so funny uh and i think the relationship between him and sean and i prefer gus he's the straight man most of the time like he's funny too but he's more uh reined in in the show um i think he's awesome um and then probably second to him would be marlon waynes's character which was marlon waynes from the waynes brothers show i love the waynes brothers (laughs) i think that show is one of the funniest shows ever for me Oh, dude, <laughs> we're brothers. Yeah, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Dun, 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 dun. Give me a high five. Yeah, that was <laughs> dude. That, that show is so show. funny. Is it syndicated anywhere? I don't think so. Hulu. I would love to rewatch. I've. I don't. Oh, I've also never in watched... Living Color. No one has that on a streaming service. I don't know. Probably somewhere, but. Um, yeah, the Wayne's Bros was dope. So was Martin. Like to just to say for real, like legit, legit. Martin was nuts. Uh, the Wayne's Bros was nuts, dude. It was. So I used good. to love a different world too. I used to watch that every day. Yeah, man, living single. Oh my god. Hey, single. <laughs> oh, in a nineties kind of world. I'm Wait, glad what's the I got my girls. I know the whole song. <laughs> Keep your head up, what? Keep your head up, that's world. right. You know when this life gets tough, you gotta fight with my homegirl standing to my left. Am I right? True blue and tight like glue. <laughs> and um, the one you said before that uh, a, a different, different world, world was yeah. like college kids, right? Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wayne. Like, <laughs> dude, yo, that's some real shit. Bruh, I almost dude. was going to say Dwayne Wayne was like the most inspirational character to me because when I was in middle school and I was watching that show, I was 
almost 100% sure I was going to be celibate until marriage because of that <laughs> show and because of him. Yo, I gotta look up them shows because, like, seriously, like, if Hulu doesn't have them, who does? I don't know. And if Probably anything, Prime. like, let's get those shits back up. But um, for me, I'm not sure. I mean, favorite for me, it goes, it hits deep for me because of uh, it's Skeeter from Doug. Okay. It was yeah. always my favorite because I used to picture myself as Doug and I had my best friend growing up was my friend across the street, Sterling. He ended up turning into a piece of shit though. Uh, but, uh, we were like Doug and Skeeter and shit. Most inspirational. I mean, I I would have needed some time to think. I'm like, yeah, I'd have to think. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't even know who the inspir- even if you say what's your most inspirational just character. character? Yeah, I I wouldn't even know. Uh, I don't know. I would be like Wolverine, Logan, but like, man, Logan's just undying and yeah, full an of resentment, and he's upset. Ball he's of just anger. upset. Yeah, so I'm not sure about like the most uh, inspiring because I don't really like. I can't name an inspiring character anyways because I'm gonna Ryu always inspires me, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't even follow his path of trying to better myself. I destroy myself. So, unfortunately, I don't know how to really contemplate inspiration because I know better but choose to destroy myself and it hurts me. But, um, Skeeter was always fun. I really, really liked that. And I, I thought I was so clever. Uh, when I realized that Skeeter was Doug's black friend, even though Skeeter was green, he was teal. and I was like, he was green. He was teal. He was like blue teal. green. Okay, teal. That's like me saying it's magenta, and you're like, no, it's mar- fuchsia. maroon fuchsia. Uh, I feel bad. I wish I had a better answer, like a more like inspirational, like you know, like Luke Cage or some shit. But I, you know, the show was cool, but I didn't have any connection. Um. Um, yeah, maybe, I had maybe Storm. Really... You know, maybe Storm, because she was able to put up with Logan's shit. Aurora was able to fall in love with Wolverine, and even though she was like normal timeline, well, he liked he liked he, like regular timeline women too, though. Maybe Aurora. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'd have to really dig in and think about it because I'm not inspired by much anyways. Like That's what I'm saying. I don't I'm find thinking, characters like, am I racist because I don't have like a go-to inspir- inspirational black character but I'm thinking does anyone inspire you? And the only thing that comes up is Ryu because he chooses to fight and become stronger. I'm sorry. But in the Ryu? end Ryu oh. it's Ryu. <laughs> uh, but in the end even his even even his like whole thing of Ryu, uh, Ryu, Ryu's thing of getting stronger is open ended. There's actually no goal to it. Yeah. So what will happen if he goes the wrong path? Uh, but no. But, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be cliche and just sort of like, let me just name black character. The Blade movies were great, even though they were like, I was super like, Blade Two is my favorite movie for like a decade. Blade Two still is, dog. <laughs> Blade Two is so good. It's the best Blade. But Blade, damn, I'm excited Blade for so Mahershala Ali to be Blade, man. I'm, I think he's gonna be great. It's been years though. They haven't even fucking started this shit. Like, can, can you not hold press conferences? They're like Angelina Jolie's up there. Like, I'm gonna be this goddess. Can you not do that? Yeah, five years. Five years away. before you start. Yeah, because I get mad when games announce too early too. I'm I'm with you there because it's like now I got to sit here and think about it for five years. Yeah, thanks. But but um, you know it's what, time. You 
Sorry, we didn't have a better answer, but hey, we got. Uh, it's almost eleven. So it's a great question for the times we're in. Uh, I think it's a really inspired question. Actually, I think uh, I'm inspired by you, Mears. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mears. I mean, I stand by Skeeter. I, lo- I love Skeeter. The that's, most inspirational. That's a great, I that's a great answer. Can't tell you because nobody inspires me. And, I'm dead inside. Yeah, but that's not to say there aren't inspirational characters. I just, I, you know, being put on the spot's a little tough. Yeah. Um, but we love you, and we love all of you guys. And uh, my wife's got to go to bed, so we're gonna get out of here. All so, right, you guys, take care of yourselves. Follow us on all our shit. Holla at your boy. Yep. Everything dot com forward slash nerds the podcast, except for Instagram, which is nerd podcast. We love you, and we'll and, see you. And yeah, hit me up on Jester nine five four. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey. Black Lives Matter.